travel with us now through the dimensions of time, beyond even the furthest stars, as we search out new and wondrous worlds far from eternity. On this journey, we will review comics, movies, shows, and more that hold a special place in our own fandom. What new world will be discovered this week? Find out right now as Legends of Grayskull goes off-world! Hello everybody, welcome to episode 2 of Off-World, a Legends of Grayskull podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of Turtles, Silverhawks, G.I. Joe, Transformers, superheroes, Marvel, DC, anything and everything you can think of that we want to talk about. I'm Matthew Duch. Here, as always, with Sean Skavarn up top, Jesse Arnold down below him, and we have a special guest today, Mr. Jeremy DeWitt of My Wife Is Gonna Kill Me, Podcasters of the Universe, all-around amazing guy, awesome guitar player. Jeremy, thank you for joining us all today. Hello! <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Alright, so... As if you guys didn't tune into Offworld number one, let's just run down what it is right quick here. So basically, if you see Offworld in the title, we are discussing anything that we want to that tickles our geekdom besides Masters of the Universe and Princess of Power. That will always stay under the Legends of Grayskull banner. So if you don't want to hear about other stuff, turn the episode off. We'll see you next time. Um, but if you do want to hear our takes... Today we are, our fearsome foursome is is discussing the other fearsome foursome, and that is specifically the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 live action movie. (laughs) (laughs) And now YouTube will take us down. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because I just decided to be a little liberal with my creativity. (laughs) It's for review purposes. Oh, well, yeah, (laughs) that's true. So, let's start off, as we always do, um, let's just give a little background, a little intro as to how we discovered Turtles, what our fandom of Turtles entails. Uh, I'd like to hear from you guys what iteration you most identify with. Is it the the, mo- the live-action movies, the Mirage comics, the one of the animated series? Like, what's, what's your go-to when you guys think of Turtles? And, of course, I need to know everybody's favorite turtle. So, uh, guess go first. Mr. Jeremy. Oh, me? Um, okay. Wait, who? Or Jesse. Jesse, Whoever. tear it up, man. Tear it Jesse's up. Jesse's ready. Jesse. He's ready. <laughs> He's ready to go. Bam. All right. So, I got introduced to the turtles by accident. I was in a Toys R Us here and when I was a kid and I saw, I believe they were called uh, visionaries or some other sort of toy that had like the hologram chest with the Zodiac sign. And, you know, we, I grew up as a very conservative home and I was like, Oh, that Zodiac. I can't look at that. And I just turned my head to the left and wow. I saw this turtle with a bandana <laughs> and some swords. And I was like, that's green and blue. That's cool. And I picked <laughs> that as my toy for the day. And then I was like, Oh, there's like a whole thing. And, um, I don't know how soon after that I discovered the cartoon, but yeah, that's, that's how I fell into it was I saw another toy that I was like, I shouldn't look at that and found them sitting right next to it. So 
and then that opened the floodgates to um, being bullied at school for the next three years. So, <laughs> well, well, how about this too? Just for reference, how old were you when you discovered Turtles, and or you know, ninety when the movie came out? So, so in ninety, when did the movie come out? In the spring, I would have been yeah. ten. Okay. Um, That's not so. I would discover you went to school with some assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. um, (laughs) Well, not to interrupt you, but I guess because turtles was not one of the things that, of course, I was a little younger. So maybe Jeremy and Sean might might feel a little more the same. But like turtles was one of those things that was like loved by kids my age. So. But go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Um, So I would have gotten into, I say, what, Sean, I met you in the second half of third grade. Yep. So somewhere between the end of third grade and early fourth grade, I would have discovered them. So um, so I would have been like eight years old. So I would have already been into it for about two years when the movie came out. Um, But yeah, so yeah, it was third, fourth grade wasn't too bad. Fifth grade, you know, right before you go to middle school is when it's really started. Like when I got into middle school, like I just didn't get that, that, that memo that like, oh, you have to be cool now. (laughs) Um, I don't think, I don't think I ever got that memo. So none of um, us did. That's why we're (laughs) here tonight. (laughs) Um, So favorite turtle and what iteration do you like go to as your default? Okay. So, uh, Originally, it was Leo because he was the first one I got. But um, for for reasons we might get into later, I had to pick a different one at recess, and (laughs) it became Raphael really quick. And I I really latched on to him. Um, What was that? I said I have a guess as to why (laughs) you had to change your favorite turtle. Um, And so yeah, so Raphael's been my favorite uh, so much to the point where I think I remember because Sean and I were in school together. I think I signed a yearbook one year. I, I signed it, uh, you know, Raph, except <laughs> I got confused about where the L went in his name. So I signed <laughs> Ralph instead of Raph. Yep. That was my yearbook. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, still have the yearbook? I'm pretty it. sure I do somewhere. Yeah. I haven't dug it out because I have no idea where all those are, but I, I'm pretty I would sure love, I have all those. Now I want to see that. Yes. That yeah. needs to go on Facebook and Instagram, Sean, <laughs> along with that other video so, we talked about. <laughs> oh yeah, that video. Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, um, so Raph's been my favorite since you know for almost third over thirty years now, I guess. And I will say, I will always have a special place in my heart for this movie. But as far as storytelling, world building, the thing I go to the most at, at this point in time, it is the um, the IDW two thousand eleven comic series that's still going. Um, they've just done a phenomenal job with that, and incorporating stuff from all the other iterations into it so well that it just feels like, all right, this is like, this is a great analogy. This is like the best version of the turtle pizza I've ever had. So not turtles on the pizza, but pizza of turtle stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I still got to check out that series. I have never jumped on it, even though I keep saying I need to. Breaks (laughs) my heart, man. That's, it's a great, it's such a good series. I have, only heard good things. Well, I heard one person say bad things, but he was an idiot. So, but other than <laughs> that, all great ABF or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ABF. <laughs> every week on my uh, on my on my YouTube thing, every week I do my comic call reviews, and every time the Turtles is in the run, whether it's the main series or 
um, an annual or a special one shot or something, it almost always lands in the number one pick for the week just because it's just so well done. Nice. I got to get on those. Uh, Jeremy, take it away. Okay. Um, <sighs> when, when did I discover the old Ninja Turtles? Yeah, if you can remember. Okay, I w- I, I'm trying to... I don't remember the exact year. 88, maybe? Somewhere around there? Um, I was at a buddy's house during uh, Christmas break, right? So I'm hanging out with him, and we had... And I don't know if you guys had this um, in class. This would have been fourth grade for me. But around Christmas time, you'd bring in a gift for a boy or a girl, if you were a boy yep. or a girl. And then, mm-hmm. like, just whatever, swap yep. randomly, and you get something. Well, um, so my buddy, Jaron, was supposed to get this gift, but he was in Florida, so my other buddy, Greg, got the gift that was going to Jaron. Fast forward to hanging out with Greg over break, and I see this turtle in this box, and maybe he'd opened it by this point, but he still had, like, the wrapper and all that crap out there, the box, and ripped open but it was donatello and it was i was like what the hell is this because i just got done with uh probably ghostbusters at the time sure. and um so yeah it was like okay this is cool and it kind of stuck in my mind and then they started playing the series on tv uh the first season you know like the first five episodes or whatever and they all go together and uh then i started renting that and became absolutely obsessed because that's what every kid my age in or around my age was into at the time, as you guys well know. And um, I remember the first preview I saw for the movie, like I knew the one was in development, but I don't, and I don't know how I would have known that I probably kid magazines, Nintendo magazines or whatever, but I know for sure I saw a picture of um, it was in the scene where they're in April's um, antique shop. And the foot are fighting them and stuff. And it was Leonardo like going up against a foot soldier. And they had that picture in a Nintendo Power. And I just, oh my God, (laughs) the turtles are going to look like just freaking out. uh, And of course, that movie came out and it became my absolute favorite movie of like all time at the time. To this day, it fights between Ghostbusters. But those are those two are my number, my number ones. Nice. Um, yeah, absolutely obsessed. And I remember that whole thing, like uh, Jesse said, going into, um, you know, junior high and all of a sudden you're like, I'm drawing turtles all the time. And like the movie, super, <laughs> you know, it's on VHS now. So I like yep. yeah. it and watched it 13 times in a weekend. And I'm like drawing them all over the place. And these, you know, other <laughs> kids are like, what, what are you doing? And you're supposed yeah. to like girls. I'm like, I like <laughs> girls, man. But... I could like both. <laughs> yeah, I like turtles, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh pretty much became obsessed with with that movie and I, I still watch it to this day so it's pretty awesome what else do you want to know i forget favorite turtle and your your like best iteration like what is your turtles if you gotta go default uh my favorite turtle is mikey um i can see as mikey yep it's kind of my personality <laughs> in a way just kind of like not very bright um Oh. But like, can still get some sh- stuff done, <laughs> and uh, you know, just I I like I love pizza. Uh, <laughs> I like partying, but yep. you know, I'm very emotional too. Mikey's very emotional. When he gets really angry, mm-hmm. you know, he it's it's kind of scary because it's Mikey, man, and that's freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, favorite iteration? Mm-hmm. Oh, probably the the 1990 movie. 
version okay. version of them all. Um, nice. Yeah, I absolutely love the uh, the IDW comics. I've been reading those since day one. Um, I love everything about it. I think they should just take that and make that like a live action movie. That'd be killer. That'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple storylines here or there that like weren't the best, but yeah. they were overall, it's absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah. That, yeah. That thing's been running for what a decade now. I mean, you get enough yeah. episodes or enough issues. There's going to be some dud stories in there. Right. But... Right. And, and maybe it was just dud to me because it's just not what right. I liked personally, but you know, a lot of stuff from the whole, even like their whole, um, uh, reincarnation deal rather yeah, than I've heard about that. being oozed and all that. Like that's yeah. freaking brilliant, man. Yeah, I really like, like makes that. more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I so yeah, he had something to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just jump in. Someone will shut up. Yeah. All right, Sean. So now your turn. And why did you make Jesse change his favorite turtle? Go. <laughs> all right. So. So I was introduced to them through Jesse because he had them on the playground when we were in fourth grade. And I was like, what's up with this? And I was looking at, you had the, I want to say you had the ID cards from the back or something. Mm -hmm. And I remembered looking at them and, and I, I was talking to him about it yesterday. I was like, okay, originally I didn't know their names were Leonardo Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael. (laughs) I thought they were Leonard Donald, Mike, Michael and Ralph. So I was like, "Why would you name heroes this? This is stupid." And and it, 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 the whole concept was, I because I saw Leo uh, like Leonard, it, like Leonardo was almost. Oh, like so you Leonard, just couldn't look at it fast. It, 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 <laughs> I, I'm not as bad as Travis. From my wife is going to kill me, but yes, I, 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 I got on a quick glance. It was just it looked like Leonard and it looked like Michael. Michael and I was like, "All right, what?" And it just seems such a weird concept. But then, then when I'm like, oh, wait, Leonardo, like the painter. And I knew that stuff because my mom taught art history. So I knew of Leonardo and Michelangelo. And then through the turtles, I learned of Donatello and Raphael. And then my mom's like, well, you know, they're painters. I'm like, no, they're not. They're turtles. Don't even talk to me about this other stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, I, yeah, I went to, uh, my mom was into Star Trek. She liked taking me to conventions. We went to one of the Star Trek conventions locally. And a guy there was selling toys he had the ninja turtles on his table and leo was the one that i gravitated toward and i'm like can i get this guy and my mom's like another toy line i'm like yeah "Yeah, (laughs) this is cool like look at this he's a turtle and he's a i'm like come on and i ended up leaving with that one and the rest of the line came to be in my in my uh, house and um yeah, I blame Jesse basically, and and the reason he because he and I did we did fight about Leo who was going to be Leo because he was big on Leo, and then and then I became the Leo guy and the he he explained this to me just recently and it made me really go like wow okay so apparently when the movie came out or when it was on its way out we knew the movie was on its way to come out like the next year and we were playing this at recess we legitimately were in recess with invisible weapons. Fighting the Foot Clan. This is what we did every recess. We just got right. together and we had to play. And we could never recruit. Well, we never could Absolutely. recruit Donatello or Michelangelo properly. Nobody uh, got it and wanted to play it legit like us. We had one kid that showed up and they wanted to be Mikey. And it's like, okay, we got a Mikey. But then if we got a Donatello, then halfway through it, he goes, I want to be Doc Brown instead. Or I want to be Mega Man. <laughs> and we're sitting there going, what? What? Is this? You're Donatello. No, I don't want to be Donatello. Okay. But apparently. 
he he said I I had been reading up about the movie because it was exciting to go. Wow, there's this movie. Jim Henson's studio, it, it, their 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 uh, studio was involved in creating the costumes that made my mom get excited to see the movie. She loved Jim Henson and all that, and uh, so it, it, I was learning things. I was reading the storylines. I was reading the novelization, all that stuff. And I was telling Jesse, this is what's going to happen. And he didn't yeah. care about spoilers, apparently, back then. It was very much <laughs> like, okay, so in the movie, they're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, and then Raph, he's the angry yeah. one all the time, and he's the one that has more screen time. And I'm explaining all this stuff to him, and, and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And Raph gets to save April, and he does this. He loses his sight. He gets to swear. I was like, he gets to say damn. You get to say damn if you play Raph. And he, he's just sitting there going like, Tell me more. And yeah. the next thing I Interesting. know, exactly. The next thing I know, he he's like, "You could be Leo." And it was like I felt like I won the lottery because it was such a uphill battle to fight him about Leonardo. <laughs> and here I was like, "I get to be my guy," you know. And he was like, "I guess Raph's kind of cool." And then by the end of the movie, he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I'm Raph now." <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, "Well, that's great," you know. Even even the whole, you know, like, "Well, I want to thank one of them." Thanks, Raphael. Oh, Studley, you know, and all that. He, he, I remember him in the theater kind of going, yeah. You me. sold me. You know, like, he was, he was that. And I really, I, I don't know what it was about Leo. I, I just got so into that. And so obviously Leo is my favorite. And I know I'm right. on, in this group, I am definitely the odd man out because I know he's not anybody's favorite other than mine. No. But I'm cool with that. You know, it's like, Somebody's still got to like Cyclops on X Men. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, it's like everybody's got a mother. Somebody yep. loves them somewhere. So, um, but but yeah, Leo to me, when I see him, he encompasses what I think of as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that way, where it's like those swords are just so iconic of ninjas to me that it's like, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know. And uh, my favorite in- incarnation or iteration, um, it would be a toss up for me between this movie. And the uh, 2012 Nickelodeon series, because that thing went the gamut. Contender, yeah, that went the gamut of like I loved how they they went all over the map. They had nods to the movie, they had nods to the Eastman and Laird original uh, comics. They even threw their own mix into it, and it was like you you never knew what you were going to get on that show. And by the end of it, it's like you just sit there going like, wow. You you journeyed through that thing with these characters. They had Napoleon Dynamite as Napoleon Ex- Bon the Frog. How <laughs> that, that is awesome well. as that. Yes. And, and I mean, uh, like it, the whole thing with them, like after Splinter dies and them going hardcore, like we're gonna freaking take that shirt. I mean, that whole thing. <clears throat> I I was like on the edge of my seat watching it the first time, going, "Are they really gonna do that?" And all of a sudden, you see the reaction when. And I know Je- Jesse. Here's the funny thing: Jesse is always talking me into trying to read the uh, IDW, which I have. I am going to be starting because I actually have uh, digital copies, but I've never gotten him to watch the 2012. See, let, so okay, I there know you go. Both versions. I've <laughs> yeah. seen. I've read every book and I've watched every episode of that cartoon. And I got to tell you guys, they are pretty much one in the same. Not not as far as story goes, but it's the same idea. Pulling right. from all these different iterations <laughs> and putting them together into the best version of Ninja Turtles you've ever had. Only mm-hmm. one is a little bit more adult and in comic yeah. form, and one is a little bit more kid style and in cartoon form. So. Mm-hmm. You will love. You will love each version. I'm telling you. I can't believe you will get that whole series. (laughs) Yeah, I will get to it eventually. I just, I mean, I'm kind of slow. If I'm not into it when it happens, I, I kind of get behind the ball on stuff like. 
I just watched Flash Gordon for the first time today. So what? I mean, <laughs> I have never, the universe? I've never <laughs> seen it. So what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! What are we doing here? This is over. Shut it down. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Brian, I, I only watched movie. cool stuff as a kid. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, it has a soundtrack by Queen. Come on. I stand by what I said. Oh! <laughs> I think you would love it, Jeremy. I probably oh, would. I, I probably would. I thought I would, but yeah, like if I would have seen that as a kid, I'd have been like, what yeah. is this nonsense? For, no, for anyone. For anyone who gives the 1987 Masters movie crap, I want to sit them through Flash Gordon and go like, I'm sorry, He-Man felt a lot more legit than what they pulled in that movie. That's all I can say. But Brian Blessed is the king of the Hawkmen or whatever that guy. Oh my god. But it's so so cheesy that it's great. And then that rock (laughs) opera soundtrack just, I know, that was one I was just channel surfing after middle school one day, and I'm, like, flipping through, and it's, like, the opening scene there, whatever, I think the rocket blasts off before Anderson. Something happens, and it's like, what the hell is this? And then all of a sudden, that music kicks in, like, all right, you got me. I'll I'll, I'll see more. Keep talking. The most I know about that movie comes from Ted. Ted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, if it does make me go, huh, maybe I should check that out, though. <laughs> you should. Oh, man. All right. So, put into context, obviously, as everyone knows, I'm a bit younger than these old folks. So, um, my first introduction, but like mo- some of you guys, it, it was the toys in on the toy shelves and then uh, the cartoon, renting it and everything else. But like I found out preparing for this episode, I always thought that the cartoon and all that was like 89. And come to find out, those figures were out well before. I can't remember what, when the figures came out, but I know this cartoon series started in 87. So I was a couple years off from that. But I know it was 89 because it was right around the time my sister was born and like I was getting these figures. And then the cartoon, like you said, those first... A uh, couple volumes of the VHS where they all kind of like flowed into each other. That was all, and that hooked me. And after that, it was all turtles. Um, I never, I have never to this day though seen this first movie in theaters. I my I, I had the VHS, but I never saw it in theaters. And it sounded like all three of you guys did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, Sean and I saw it together. It was the first time I remember waiting in line for a movie. Like it went out yeah. around the building of the little movie. We theater. we were in the parking lot with a. We thought we were the only kids going to show up because everybody was picking right. on us. Now that I know where there's all these other kids, and we're like, we're just like them. They love it too. It was it was it was such a reaffirming moment. And then, like I said during the movie, I, I got kicks out of the fact he like Raphael. Damn, and Jesse be like, I, I could see him kind of snickering or whatever because it's like that's my guy, you know, from the street and all that. It's like you know, 
Uh, if you want to, if you want to hard sell somebody, just tell them to get the swear in a movie, and apparently that works. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Especially in fourth grade. <laughs> See, I don't know if I really remember my like actually seeing it in the theater, like because I off the yeah. top of my head right now, I can't like remember going who I went with or anything like that. But I think that memory got erased by all the times I freaking watched the VHS. Yeah. <laughs> That well, November, I, October, whenever it came out on yeah. VHS, it was just that's all I did. It's like, well, the, watch this thing for there it is. That that oh. was my birthday present that year. That was like one of the biggest birthday presents I got was that VHS. I was amazed because my parents were already like, "Should we oh. get him further into this?" <laughs> they got a <laughs> that thing never got out of the VHS. Let me tell you, or the VCR. It was always in there, well, and and yeah. that, that was the time. It was like actually getting. The VHS, like kids today don't understand how big that is with all their oh, yeah. on demand and all that. Like, actually, again, a VHS, the majority of my everything was we rented it. My dad hooked up both, both the VCRs together and we recorded it on the blank tapes. Like, that we was all that, my yeah. He Man, my <laughs> She Ra, like all my movies, they were all blank tapes. So, like, to actually get a VHS was like, God, this is amazing. I actually have the VHS. I can look at the cover. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The legit one. That, the that. FBI won't be chasing you down after this episode. Nope, not once. that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's admitted to that on the other show, and it's like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for those guys to bust out his door. They're, they're it's been you. Got, I'm on the list somewhere. That's for <laughs> He's sure. on the list. Yes. That, that was, dude, that was the 80s and 90s, though, man. Making tapes and tapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did, I'm not going to lie. I did it myself for a few things. So, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not innocent. But it, oh, yeah. he's announced it before me. That's why I think they're after Perfect, perfect. <laughs> our, co- our copies of Star Wars had that. Uh, and that's, no, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. They were on blank tapes, and they had that like uh, HBO free weekend banner at the bottom. Like, <laughs> so, and I think that's I think that's all that because we had like a few VHSs that were like all just these movies, like one after the other. And I think like basically my dad like put the blank tape in and just hit record on that free weekend or whatever perfect hey, whatever works <laughs> whatever works but i gotta say though the first movie especially when i first saw it did not do much for me like i enjoyed it but i wasn't like over the moon about it i was more inclined to go for the cartoons or play with my toys you know um for me it was and i know i found out that i'm in the minority for me, it was all about Secret of the Ooze. When that movie came out, like, that's the movie that I wore out, like, watching that constantly. Um, well, that that was my favorite one when I was a kid, the second that, one. Mine, too. Mine, so. too. So, I found out, though, that I'm, I'm in the minority on that, so... Well, I, I'll be honest. I, I saw that one in the theater... And that was the first movie I remember standing up when it ended and going, is it too late to get my money back? Wow. I really, I, my, my two, two big issues for me with it were the fact that they didn't let them use the weapons because the parent groups had such a fuss in the first. Never even noticed. I never noticed it. I caught it from the get go. Cause I'm like, dude, they got freaking (laughs) swords. They got freaking bow staffs. Where are they? They're not doing anything. And it was all cartoony. And that that was combat cold cuts, man. That was, uh, that was close. Yo, yo, but not no cigar. But my, my biggest problem, it, it was that, and, and it's like we just came from a very dark and grittier version, which granted, I'm sure Batman had a little to do with that, because Batman was only the year before that. 
mm-hmm. and the production and all that probably, you know, they took notes from that on top of uh, the, the Eastman Laird series really was a darker, more violent version of the turtles. And they were mm-hmm. using that kind of as their, you know, the, ba- the, ba- the foundation or the basis of that story as well, without going too violent. But the other problem I have still is you, you, you hear about, Oh, there's super shredder. And I'm thinking yeah. in my head as a kid sitting in that theater going, can't wait for this. That's going to be amazing. It's going to yeah. be so cool. And then when it happens, I'm like, that literally, I was like Raphael going, damn, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah. what you did with Super <laughs> So I, I never, literally, I have never gone back to that movie since seeing it in the theater. I just couldn't stomach I, it. It pissed me off that Even much. now? Have you even ever now, watched I have it? Not, have my, you watched it watched, since then? My kids watched it recently, and I, I saw Ernie Ray's Jr. on the screen, and that made me smile because he was one of the best parts. Kino was great. Token and Razzar were great. I was going to say that's our... Did you like, did you actually sit down and watch the whole movie from begin to end? Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> I did not. No, you have to. You view need it, to. You know. Okay, we all know it went from this following mainly the comics in the first yeah. movie to basically making it lighthearted and more like the cartoon in the second one. Right. Uh, even so far as brightening up the colors and yep, the and vanilla ice didn't bother me as a person. <laughs> right. <laughs> But watch watching it through that lens, going, this yeah. is a live version of the cartoon, even though it's a sequel. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and forgetting the fact that they just completely dissed Casey Jones and Danny and He was Charles busy. Oh and, fuck uh, Danny and Charles. <laughs> and Casey also, was busy. And, and you can't take I don't really know when the movie starts in the timeline exactly, because it feels like it's right after they killed the shredder, yeah. especially when he shows up back at the, the hideout. Yeah. But yet She's got a new apartment, and they're yep. all that insurance money, baby. Yeah, there you go. She, <laughs> well, I she mean, also got think a think about her whole too. Her her apartment burned down, and her store with all that merchandise in it. April got paid. April got paid big insurance money at that first movie. That's why she's not in a nine class apartment. She did not get paid enough insurance to afford that apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, well, right. No raise. <laughs> what she she got double her salary, right? Oh, she did. Yeah, she did get a raise and a corner office. But and a corner office that would have been like at least a month or something later. Come on, yeah, yeah. Well, but Shredder yeah, was coming that, back that like part, right I don't after. Know, even as a kid, seeing that apartment in the second one, I was like, "What?" That came out in '91, so I was like 11, uh-huh. 12 years old. I was like, "What?" I'm not like a math person, but like this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like her apartment in the previous one was a dump. Yeah, like they got a fancier looking actress, and she got a fancier looking apartment. I was like, I don't like this. That's not April. Yeah, yeah I'm not Agreed. a fan of that April. No offense to the actress. No, yeah. no, right, right. Yeah, that's I just had my that's... favorite version. <laughs> <clears throat> Again, dumb kid didn't notice any of that. You know, weapons, whatever. I mean, I'm so used to my cartoons never being able to use their weapons unless it's a robot. That, you know, it was like great. Yeah. And, uh, but regardless, I, uh, we'll cut off TMNT 2 there because I think we could probably get a whole episode out of that. Um, It'd just be us arguing over each other on that one, I think. I, I, gone. We're done. I'm still telling you, I'm going to leave it at this. Rewind, actually sit down, just like I tell everyone with the Masters 87 movie, sit down, clear your mind. And watch it with no expectations. 
and I think you might have a better appreciation for it. I think I know you're well enough by now, Sean, that I think you can find some good stuff in there. I'll give it a shot, but I'm 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 gonna just say I still have memories. I've watched both recently, and I will say that. Um, yeah, I mean, the 1990 movie is like way, way better, <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot better, you know. But I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the second one, and I'm just like, yeah. I want to like you more. Yeah. <laughs> now, but it's still now, good. It's it's very. I watched it last night. I watched Turtle Two last night. And I watched one the night before, and I I found things to enjoy in both. Like I said, they both went very quick. I enjoyed them. My kids sat down and watched them with me. And they enjoyed them, so... But, regardless, <clears throat> I was somewhere. Uh, favorite turtle? Obviously, Raphael. It's the only correct answer. Sorry, everyone else. So, I just... I always... Did you, did yeah. you like Raphael before the cartoon... Or before the movie? Yes, was I saw... Favorite? It was cartoon first. Raphael, just from the beginning. The, the toy, even. Like, because he had that... That... I think my head's blocking. He had that, like, brighter green... And I don't know, the size were just like such... Because you'd had swords before, you'd had staffs before. Even nunchucks, I don't know. Like, like the size were like that unique weapon. You know, like, oh man, I haven't yeah. seen these yeah, before. Yeah, I can see that. And, uh, and then with the cartoon, and he kind of got to be like the witty one, you know. So, I mean, he wasn't as attitude as he gets in the movies. Or, right. like, especially the comics, but just kind of like... That harder edge was kind of like how, like, oh, he's kind of the cool turtle to me. And, like, I want to be the cooler turtle. So He was hip. He was the hip one, exactly. Cool but rude. Now, <laughs> yeah, I never picked up on that. I never realized everyone else loved Raphael until, and I'm not trying to segue yeah. into talking about them by any means because we're doing the first movie, like, right. until, like, the 2000s, maybe even the Michael Bay movies. I'm like, wait, people like Raphael? Same, like, dude. Totally. Yeah. I, I didn't thought, realize. I didn't realize he was yeah. the popular one. I always I thought, thought Mikey was, was the most yeah. popular. It seemed I, growing up. I would. I would agree with that because I. I remember as a kid, there was there was like birth a birthday party Ninja Turtle set that I saw in a store. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, and it had Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael. And I'm looking, and I'm literally looking under the plates and everything. <laughs> no Leonardo. I'm like, seriously. <laughs> so for the longest time, I figured I'm I'm on the outs. Leonardo's not a fan. You know, nobody likes him, but Donatello, Mikey, and but I, yeah, Mikey. It was he was the the one that when we were kids, everybody loved Mikey, yeah. and I actually didn't like him for that reason. He was like. Okay, he's got nunchucks. He's the party dude, but I, I, you know, it's like at the same time, like, but there's other characters you could get. Like, maybe there's something else. And no, Michelangelo, everybody loved him. It's like, all right, I, I lucked out because I had me and my brother, and then I, our, my best friends at the time was uh, Jaron and Ryan, and they were brothers as well. So like, we had four people, and we'd hang out. We could all be turtles. My brother always got. Leonardo, though, because <laughs> nobody that? else wanted to be him. Nobody oh, wanted to go. be him. I, nobody fought with happy. me. I was, <laughs> nobody fought with me because I was Mikey. Nobody fought with Jaron. He was Raph. But it was Donatello that my brother and Ryan liked. And Ryan was the oldest. And my brother was the youngest. So my yeah. brother totally lost out. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. See, and that's that's the amazing thing too. No matter where you, because like for me, it was the it was uh, Donatello. Like they said, it was, Donatello was the one like. Whoever was last to pick got Donatello because nobody ever. They were like, you know, 
Mikey because he was the fun one, then Raph, then Leo because yeah. uh, if nothing else, I'm going to be the leader, and then like, oh, I'm stuck with machines. Okay. So. <laughs> what's What's funny though uh, is. At my both of my kids, I've exposed them to Ninja Turtles and one uh, like the movie, the anime show, all that stuff. Uh, my son is now hardcore Michelangelo. He loves that, and he likes Raph too because he can get angry at a drop of a dime. He's, <laughs> he's very much. And and my daughter, from the day she discovered them, Donatello is her guy. There's no she yeah. she absolutely loves. He can invent anything, and she, yeah. that's the thing that really she loves purple and the invention part. Donatello just knocks it out of the park for it. I'm like, that's awesome because I never knew a Donatello until I had my daughter. So there you go. It's like, through me, I have a Donatello now, and then Jesse's in the raft. It's like, okay, (laughs) that works. And uh, to wrap it up, for my favorite iteration, I would have to go with the the Nickelodeon 2012 series because, honestly, probably, from the sounds of it, because I haven't seen the IDW or read the IDW. Because that's what I love about that series is it took all these different elements and it's like, well, what if we do this? And it's not even necessarily my favorite version of all the characters because I really dislike what they did with April and Casey in that series. I'll agree with that, yeah. Um, I loved, they, like, it made me love Leonardo. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> else was so well-developed. my favorite version of Leo. <laughs> yeah, everyone else was so well-developed. Shredder and the Foot were a legitimate threat. They still paid homage to Krang and the Utram, uh, you know, comic storyline. Like, it was kind of this nice blending. The only thing I wish is that April and Casey had been adults. And that's basically it, their age. Like, not even necessarily their story arcs, but they were too young for Mm -hmm. what I need those characters to be. Yeah, Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's mine. All right. Let's get in. Let's give some credit where credit is due here. So we've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie. This was directed by Steve Barron, written by, uh, well, the story was by Bobby Herbeck. The screenplay was Todd Langan and Bobby Herbeck. Um, and for the big cast, we got Judith Hogue as April O'Neil, Elias Cotis? Cotius? Cotius. Coteus, I would have never gotten I be- that. I believe it is, yes. We're going with Jeremy. Elias Coteus as Casey Jones. Josh Pass as Raphael. David Foreman, Leonardo... Oh, no, he was... Ah, I hate when it misses up. David Foreman was the body for Leonardo. Brian Tachi was the voice. Uh, Leif Tilden was Don- the body of Donatello. Corey Feldman was the voice. Uh, Michael Insisti was the body of Michelangelo, and Robbie Rist was the voice. Kevin Clash was the voice of the Splinter. Uh, and the puppeteer. And mm-hmm. was it the puppeteer, too? Yeah, he's the guy who does Elmo, dude. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> I cannot find... Where was the Tickle Me Splinter doll? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, that tickles. Oh, oh, oh. And, then, and, then, and then when he's done, I made the funny. Yes, exactly. Yep. yep. So, it was er- so it was Ernie Reyes Jr. then. He was in Raphael. He had to be the Was it Raphael? I thought it was Donnie. I don't That's I don't what know. I thought too, but this, unless this is incredibly wrong, this says Leaf Tilden was Donatello. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I always thought it was Donatello. You know what, though? Weren't there two 
I thought there was the one that was the actor for like their dialogue. Yeah, and then the one that did and the then moves. the one when they did the fight scenes, there was someone. I think I think you're right. Ernie Reyes Jr. was Donatello for the fights. Okay. Right. Yeah, and uh, I, David Foreman. I, if I remember right, David Foreman also he's a fight choreographer. Now he actually worked on like uh, Batman Begins and stuff. So maybe maybe he was in it for both or something. I don't know, but um, well, there, there's our cast. I, yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> as, as best as I could find on my internet search. So I should I should have actually written it down while the movie was playing, but I didn't. Um. So now. For those of you, for this being your first off-world, what we do now is we go round table. Each of us will go through with a positive and a negative about this movie. We will then, we you can discuss upon each other's, but we cannot repeat. So everybody needs something unique. So, Sean, because I picked you at random, why don't you start us off with our first positive? First positive? Um... I, one of my, I, I guess I got to go to moments in this movie more than anything. Um, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, one of my first positives was this movie um, did a great job of showing stakes in, in a lot of ways, because I love that they referenced the, the uh, micro series Leonardo uh, comic, but they switched it and had Raph yeah. be the character that they did this with. Where Raph has his moment, he's trying to cool off at April's. He's up on the rooftop doing doing some moves, and then the foot shows up and starts beating the living bejesus out of him all by himself. And then, you know, all of a sudden, boom! He's coming through the skylight. The other three are on alert, and all hell is breaking loose in April's apartment. Even going down into the second time around shop, and I, that whole sequence for me when I was a kid. It's like it was it was magical to see the turtles. It was magical to see what Jim Henson's uh, studio created with them. But when you got to that moment, every time I watch that movie, the minute that I know that's going to happen, yeah. I sit down because it, it's no. it's such a cool way of showing not only the action but also the 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 three brothers knowing the fourth is needed, you know, and that whole sequence, and then Casey coming in and, and, you know, back clean up for them and all that. No pun intended. Now, yeah. So, so you, you like that battle in the second time around shop? I they, like the whole sequence until they get into the van and leave and April sees the fire. So even, uh, even uh, when they're, there. even when Donatello's shooting water at a foot member and they're using so timbre, they're using, so uh, uh, symbols to fight with. Well, even though they ha- the even hang on, even though they have weapons on their back, they don't have them on their back the entire time because you see Leonardo in the doorway gets punched by some foot so, foot ninjas and he drops his sword. So all of a sudden, it's them improvising in that moment, but they're at least using their weapons at the beginning Looking of the fight. Them up in the ceiling and yeah, right, right, yeah, and like I. When I was a kid, and I had no argument about that battle because I'm like, you as a, as, as a martial artist, you're improvising, and in that right. moment, you first off you crash through so the like, ceiling of the second time around. You don't know if your weapons are nearby, so you're grabbing whatever you can to improvise. But you're not starting out the movie with weapons already in your sheaths and whatever, and going. I don't need those. I got sausages. So I've got a clown balloon. I'm, you know, that's where my issue. So if if Leo had just dropped his swords before that that mall fight, you would have been fine with the second movie. 
I would have I would have judged it less harshly because it would have been nice to go. Hey, they're not just back there the entire yeah, freaking time. Yeah, but why time, would they swing know? swords at just regular robber guys? They're not. The, yeah, they're not going to kill them. They can. They can they're not animals. Them. They're not going to slice they the can at least head scare off. Them. I mean, Look, I mean, when, I, when they fought. Okay, go, go ahead, ahead, Jesse. Jesse jump just, on just, in. Just to comment on jump this, because in. I, yeah. I'm halfway through rewatching the second one. I have not watched mm-hmm. that in decades. Mm-hmm. I specifically went into it this time to watch the weapon usage. Mm-hmm. And Leo, in that opening mall fight, he has his swords out and he is using them until he sticks them into the ceiling and falls off of them. So he is using his weapon, and so is Raphael in the second one. Donnie and Mike aren't for some reason, but right. those two are, start off with it's. So we're going to tone down the weapons in the movie, but we'll let the guys with the pointy metal ones use them first. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm with Sean on this just to, to let him finish the thought, but like they're, they're going total Jackie Chan and just using yeah. the environment. No, you know, I, lo- I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that whole sequence. I just, I had to, I'm sorry, Sean, you gave me. I knew you would. I had to take it. But but again, that whole thing, they're, they're hacking up the floor and Donatello's like, oh, I don't think this is a good time for you guys to be dropping in, uh, structurally. Exactly. You know, it's, it's that, those moments where it's, uh, and you can feel the shift in that scene. Like when the foot first drop in, it's the three brothers. They're, they're quipping, they're making their jokes and everything. And and the, the 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 tone of the fight is completely different to when the floor drops. They drop down. The fire starts, and the, the music changes. How they yep, you can just yep. tell they're desperate at that point. They're like, wait, well, uh, this isn't going how we thought it, this was going to go. Exactly. And and during that fight, I, one of my favorite moments in that fight is actually when they all of a sudden they're they're ready to go and they're they're going to fight the ones that they know they have to go up against mm-hmm. and also the door opens and there's Tatsu with like a whole another legion about to come in and i love that they're like oh and i love that <laughs> april is looking at them with this kind of you mean you can't win right. and there's so like on her face there's enough written there to let you know this is not good. Like they but, do, they do need all four of them to make this work. And I love and, how like they're showing like even they even like painted the costumes to look like they were getting bruised and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so exactly. Cool. And 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 like uh, you know, you giving me the crap about that, but I'm like, dude, at <laughs> least Mikey got symbols. They're shields. He can at least deflect yeah. things. You know, like like uh, you know, like Leo jumping on. The, okay, I'll give you that. Leo jumping up on the bike and doing the fly bicycle kick. Not a great idea because you see like five foot ninjas. <laughs> drop on them but it's it, it is like i'm like if if they fell through that floor who's to say donnie still has his boat well, I, I know he does we see it later on but it's yeah. like who's to say they have their weapons to collect skulls so and they're grabbing whatever they can to just you know get out of there you know and and like you said the music when that changes the tone changes yep. and, and and i love that with with casey he's got that moment what are you what are you doing with my little green pal over there huh yeah, Ooh, yeah. who is the babe you know <laughs> yeah. and i love that that little moment is enough that you see the turtles kind of get back into it again and they're like on fire enough to go okay we just got to get the hell out of here and then we can lick our wounds later at least and i love that it's like casey shows up that that's one of those like yeah you know like as a kid the the audience oh, went yeah. nuts when that happened because it's like yes we can maybe win this you know it's like as kids you're still rooting for those guys you know and yeah I I absolutely love that sequence and from that point on it's like if I didn't see the beginning if I see that part I'm like oh I got to see the rest of this because I want to see the Shredder fight too so yeah it's yeah absolutely and that's love one it. of those things too especially as a kid like you didn't 
see that a lot, especially in like your, your your cartoon episodes. Like there wasn't a lot of times where the best that the heroes can do is just get out of there, and so yep. that's that always kind of raises the stakes on the young mind. Like they really did not win at all. They just they got out with their lives and lost the yep. building, lost everything. April lost her job, you know. Yeah. And uh, that, that Danny kid, man, he ruined everything in that movie. He Danny, stole, he stole twenty <laughs> bucks from April. Then he freaking told on her and we, said, "Hey, the turtles are hanging out with her." Yep. And then yeah. he got but, in trouble. He got in trouble with the law. Are, so his dad, in order to get him out of, are we you know, doing our big Danny talk trouble. now, or wait, saving that for a little? <laughs> bit? I'm sorry, but just I don't. <laughs> I don't trust me. We all want to get you're to trying Danny. to sheath an if, angry beast if, right now. If 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 Judith Hogue April, let's if, do if it. If Judith Hogue April gives you a paper, a piece of paper that she drew on, you do not fold that up and just put it in your pocket, dude. You just no, do that. that never hurt. fold that. That my hurts. It you does. Rolls it up. I mean, because so. there's like a little moment there where every time I watch it, there's this like moment where I, I almost want her to say, "What the hell are you doing? Why are you folding that? What the, you know? Like, <laughs> did your dad not teach you anything? You know?" Uh, we'll move back to Danny, but <laughs> we're in positives right now. So yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> one question though about this scene and kind mm-hmm. of well. How does Raph get his size back? Because the Foot Clan throws them over the side of the building when they jump him. Oh, Casey probably saw it and grabbed him. That's kind of what I figured. I just came up with that right now. But <laughs> he, was <laughs> watching, he was watching him from afar. Yeah. And yeah. saw him, and so he prob- he could have seen them throw it off the edge. So I like that, too. I like Casey's thing, like, I'm just going to scope out these rooftops. Oh, there's that turtle I beat up in the park the other night. I'm going to go ahead over and see how he's doing. <laughs> he, wasn't <laughs> quite as, he wasn't quite as crazy as he was in the comics where he's like watching yeah. like news all the time. And <laughs> just, but yeah. he was. He but was, he kind of was. He had the radio out there, I yeah. guess. Yep. Yeah, he, he had to scan, scan the radio yep. when he yeah. sees the commotion. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I love Casey in this movie. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Next positive. We'll go Jesse. What you got? Positive. Um... I'll go. Sean mentioned this slightly, but I'll I'll, I'll kind of go in a little on this. Is the the suits, the actual yes. like Jim Henson costumes, the suits themselves. Um, I was specifically watching it. I rewatched it last night, and I, I like I've always just watched it as a fan of the turtles. And doing this and talking with another one of my friends about other movies, like I've started to watch with a more like intentionally critical eye for things that to pick up on, look for things that I never really paid attention to. And I noticed um, just just the design of it. I think they get worse as the movies go along, even though the technology improves in the second one. Yeah. I think the look of them in the first one is yeah. is perfect. I can forgive that the lips don't move exactly right, right because mm-hmm. they get so much character and personality in them. Yeah. Like when Raph is <laughs> watching um, April come out of the police station and he's in his disguise and just that little smirk and like little glint yeah. in his eye as he turns yeah. around. It's like, you believe... These are like real things, and also, I have no you problem. You make them black die. and white. You could you could make it all black and white, and you could still tell what turtles yeah. what because yeah. Yeah. Faces are different and stuff. So just the costume, even Splinter, just the motions, and you know, like when you hear composers' music, you can hear themes. And we're like, oh, this is John Williams, or oh, this yep. is James Horner, or whatever. 
Um, but like you, you can see Jim Henson, especially in Splinter, like just the, yeah. the movement of his head and the expressions and stuff. And they're so great. And they didn't, they didn't try to make them cartoony kid friendly. Like Splinter no, looked kind of horrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wet, he's missing an ear, and yeah, yeah. And he's got like super jaundicey yellow eyes. He definitely and, stunk, yeah. Oh, yeah, and um, it's great. Like, the, even the scene where he puts his hands on April's face when they're waking her up for the first time, yeah. I was thinking, like, oh man, what would those little rat fingers feel like? Oh. Giant rat fingers, <laughs> <I'm being cold. laughs> um. You know, as a kid, I'm like, it's just the turtles. Calm down, April. You're fine. You know, yeah, like, why? yeah. Now, you already I know. <laughs> Donatello is jacked. I was looking like, especially when you see him sitting around the campfire, it really made it really popped out to me. I'm like, holy crap, Donatello is like, Raph is the bruiser, yeah. but Donnie is jacked in that movie. Like, he's got so much more muscle definition in his, his shoulder. Like, just that. They're not. They're not all four. Just like the same bodysuit. Like yeah. it's not mm-hmm. a uniform look. And I'm like, holy crap! They made Donnie the beefy one out of the four of them. <laughs> and I never noticed that before. And because um, he's the smart one, so you don't think yeah. that. But yeah, like he's definitely like the bulky one in that movie. It's, that's his. I got a stick. That it's yeah. like I got to bulk up. I got to be the bruiser that way now. <laughs> no, I love I love the suits. Uh, that, like you said, as a kid, it was like, oh my god, like these guys could really exist. That's what it, I mean. I know you go back now and people say, oh, you can see them through actors through their mouths and stuff. But I'm like, man, as a kid, I was just like, man, they're real. Like they yeah. they are legitimately real. Like how do they do this? Um, mm-hmm. If anything, it's funny because you mentioned the set, them going downhill. Obviously, the third because they didn't have Henson. Um, but the second one, I think their problem wasn't even that they went downhill. I think they tried too much. Because when I was watching the second one, I noticed that there was lots more, like, eye movements and, like, facial... Like, they tried pushing it to the next level, but it came off as too much. And it made it mm-hmm. look cheesier. Because there's lots more, like, Donnie will raise one eyebrow. And, you know, well, not eyebrow, but eye... Right. Ridge? I don't know. But uh, but there's lots more of that like my, lots more of these little things that they were trying to do, and it made it look worse instead of better. But I get what they were trying to do. But yeah, this mm-hmm. first one was just awesome. Raph in his trench coat and everything else, like it's exactly what my mind pictured. You know, for all the people that say they go to Masters of the Universe in '87 and didn't get what they expected to see, to me these movies were like, "There's our turtles if they were really in New York." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And just since you mentioned New York, I'll say it's kind of another, I guess it's kind of a second positive, but I'll keep it real short. It's just that opening mm-hmm. sequence scene in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see that in movies anymore for whatever reason. Like, movies in, like, the 80s and 90s, early 90s, like yeah. Crocodile Dundee or even Ghostbusters, where you see just, like, the crowds of people walking down right. the streets of New York, eating their pizzas and all this stuff. Like, it looks so it looks so staged in the second one because you see everybody eating pizza because it's like, oh, oh yeah. it's a turtle movie. Everybody eats pizza right. now. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. But like just that, it just feels so authentic. And it set the, it set the mood. The yeah. It's, and even it's like Shredder's it, costume, as no. ridiculous as his costume, it just, it makes sense in, mm-hmm. in the world that they set up in this movie. Like none of it felt unbelievable to me. No, that whole, that whole opening sequence, it really made you feel, you know, the city is the fifth turtle kind of thing. Like it's, sure. it, 
and you know the foot way the foot clan you know they my favorite part or my favorite uh swipe because that whole thing is the foot clan swiping you know all these things when they swipe that TV from that lady's porch, or the, uh, the balcony. <laughs> yeah. she, turn, yeah. she turns back around. Yeah, the fire escape. She turns back around the TV and goes, what? <laughs> Gets me every time. I love it. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you're up. This is positive. No Danny yet. We'll get to him. <laughs> I'm positive that I don't like Danny. Um, <laughs> I... Well, it's I, I don't know. There's so there's so much positive about this movie, but I would like to say that their uh, portrayal of their personalities would probably mm-hmm. be like my number one thing. Um, maybe not maybe not as much with Donatello. I love his humor and stuff. I love that they made like him and Mikey kind of you know pork rind, pork rind. You know, fight, yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> like they were kind of like buddies, you know, and mm-hmm. you could tell the other two were always kind of against each other. Now. It just it made them feel more like teenagers. Yes. Like the cartoon, I don't know. It didn't really nail personalities very well. They were all kind of like the same one in a in a mm-hmm. weird way. <clears throat> just like as far as like humor and stuff goes. So this it was like, you know, you you had your your badass, you know, <laughs> the one with the anger issues and you know, yep. dad always had to talk to him and stuff cuz he had a problem. He's picking fights with his brothers and mm-hmm. you know then you got leo who's like he's not he's not really a leader but he's definitely like he's the one paying attention when splinter's like you know let's meditate he's right up front you know like yeah. he's yeah. the he's the a student he's the yes he's the teacher's absolutely pet. yeah but not but not because he wants points it's because he actually wants to learn this stuff right you know he's like, mm-hmm. i'm into this and um you know mikey obviously very he's very funny cracking jokes all the time but they yep. do get that personality with him you know where he, he he's very good with his nunchucks and he can yeah he, he uses interesting ways to fight uh <laughs> the you know wheel of fortune dude and yeah <laughs> california rule right california, yeah it's great but the thing like they also weren't afraid to show them all like sitting around the fire with with the spirit of splinter you know and right. like you know crying mikey's crying afterwards and yeah you know and just like that personality like they, yeah. you know, they're still brothers like they don't have to always be cool and hip and badass all the time they can also be like emotional and it was yeah. like that's pretty deep man and it but it's still is it a negative if i'm talking about the like the standing <laughs> on top standing on top of the the barn and screaming splinter yeah but, but if you notice that's actually michelangelo if you look at that scene, that's not Raphael. That's I always thought that was Raph. It's his it's voice. It's his voice. Sure. But it's Michelangelo. And what they, I don't know if they filmed it or not, but I know that there was a scene where Michelangelo was supposed to like beat the crap out of like a punching bag in the barn or something. Like he's right. so frustrated and upset about his dad being gone and all this stuff. You know, he just kind of freaks out and then he's screaming on top of the roof. But I think they were like, yeah, but he's not the angry one. Right. <laughs> so like, That's made Raph the punching bags in there. The, I, I had to rewind it last night. There, says, there is. That yeah. was Raph's okay. voice, but that's Mikey on the barn because you can see his nunchuck tucked yep. inside. Yeah. And I All rewound right. it far enough, and the punching bag, the coloring's a little off, so it almost looks like Raph. But it's it's Mikey because he's got the uh, the nunchuck tucked in. So yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, definitely. I, I think. Fun. Um, they just felt like they just didn't want to go deep into it, probably for time. right? Like because I think 
Well, I think in like the comic adaptation or whatever, like they have him like breaking it down to the ground and like he's yep. just kind of freaking out. Right. In the comics, he's he kind of freaks out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he's the only one. Uh, April, he's the only one they don't let April do a narration over at the barn. Mm-hmm. He talks right. about oh, Leo, yeah. I, recuperating. Yeah. Donnie's doing with Casey. Leo's, you know, doing his thing. She never talks about what Michelangelo is doing. It's true. And I feel like I heard a few years ago that somebody found a Michelangelo drawing. So maybe that was going to be mm-hmm. in the movie, but it was either cut out or just wasn't filmed for whatever reason. But wow. that's kind of thing. I'd love to see that. Jeremy dropping <laughs> knowledge. Sorry, man. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. No. That's why we brought you up. There's different stuff yeah. in this too, you know. You get the end yep. the actual end of the movie in in the novelization. And, uh, I I I read that I remember reading that I remember having that but I can't remember there being differences I'm sure maybe as a kid I did but right now I can't you know it's been too long but yeah no yeah. I completely agree I actually was curious um, Bobby Herbeck he really understood these characters I have it written down right here um, it, it was amazing to me especially rewatching it recently it's like wow they really. The first movie, and they really nailed each of these guys. I love yeah. the Donnie Mikey team up, where it's like, and basically they're just they're they're the ones who are always like stuck, like, hey, let's go, let's go play a board game or something. Raph and Leo are fighting, which is cool, fight. but it's like they kind of didn't um, pay a lot of attention to Donatello's like does no. machine thing. No, which right. I guess didn't need to happen because it was mainly but, after the comic but kind of uh what I, but he was still smart i mean he was the one working on the truck he was right you the know, truck was a great scene the trivial pursuit those, right you know. yeah mm-hmm. so they tried to get it in there yeah he was definitely the smarter one they just didn't come up against the situations that needed that you know like the so, second movie like the second <laughs> movie where he really shines Along with Raph. <laughs> Raph is really the star of these first two movies. I, I gotta rewatch three, but... Um, three would probably be Mikey. Yeah, pro- off the top of my head, I'd say yes, but it's been so long since I saw it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love the characters in here. I can't I can't believe how well Bobby nailed it, because I'm trying to... Th- basically, you would have had, depending on when he's starting to write this, you would have had Mirage Comics, and maybe that first miniseries... If that, depending on when when he started writing it, so it, it's really amazing that he nailed it this well without trying to, not without even adding in any of his own stuff, which writers like to do a lot. They like to kind of tweak it to to what they want to make, you know. But these guys really just wrote a turtles movie and nailed all of these guys. Yeah, it's like they actually paid attention to the source material or something. Go figure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like before the movie came out, I was going, I couldn't watch the cartoon because the cartoon was on a, I I didn't have cable and we only had like four stations. So the cartoon was on a channel that it was not of the four stations. So I was going out like, and that's how I got the, you know, to to do the convincing with Jesse that Raph is your boy. I want Leo. (laughs) Cause I was, I was finding the Eastman and Laird uh, graphic novels and I'm like, oh, these are, it's not just a toy line. These guys made these. This is cool. And I, I, I read the source material and it was the coolest thing to read that stuff and then go to the movie and go, whoa, like they, they legit were doing this, you know? Yeah. And it's like yeah. anybody 
who was just watching the cartoon, I could see why it would have been like, whoa, this is not what I've been watching. But for me, at least having that, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like they went there with, with like the source material, like, like, and it, it works. That's, that's part of why this, this is pretty darn high is like, this is what you should do when you do Ninja Turtles. Yeah. See, I never, I never even, well, I think I knew about the Mirage comics, like as a teenager, but I never read any of them until adulthood. Like I just, I never came across them, whatever. So that, that was so far beyond, uh, like my, my scope of everything. Yep. Yep. I've read like the first two of the, the compendiums yep. or whatever. I got, so. I got all four of them and, uh, well, they, still send, to this day, I'm never getting rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have the old ones, but I have all the new, the newer, um, IDW like big collected books. Yeah. And the pages are all huge and they have all these notes by Eastman and Laird. Yeah. Those are the ones that I read. Yeah. A couple yep. of those. And, and, and you should, some of those side stories by the other like writers and stuff though, they had guest writers. Some of those were, well, some were trash, but some were actually <laughs> pretty good. Right. Now I got, I got to finish that up, but yeah. So I, I think that's part of it too, for me coming in, having just the, co- or just the cartoon, there was a lot that was kind of like, huh? What? You know, I yeah. at the time I felt like they were changing stuff. But then to come to yeah, find out later I it's like the no. Soldiers to be robots. Robots, yeah. Like a comic before it came out yep. based on my one drawing that I or one picture I saw in my Nintendo yep. Power and I was having them kill foot soldiers. <laughs> and that's I guess I'll roll right into my positive before you get cuz you guys have already nailed many of the stuff that I had written down. <laughs> Trying so, to cage a wild beast, I told you, man. Beast. No, but I'm just saying, I, I wrote down a lot because I knew I, I knew this was going to happen this way, but that's my uh, my first positive. I love how they established the Foot Clan in here, how and, and kind of the hierarchy, like how you get in as like this street-level grunt, and then you have to do all these petty crimes to prove your worth, and then they're they're testing them, and if it seems like you might be adept at you know karate or you know whatever, then they kind of take you in and work with you some more, and then you kind of rank up to the actual foot soldier. Like that was just a really cool concept for me. The the whole Isle of Island of Lost Boys type uh, thing they had in that warehouse. Like yeah, you you can you can do anything you wanna, you know, menthol or regular, all that. Like it was like oh my god, these kids are bad. They got menthol and regular cigarettes. Like, <laughs> oh my god! It would be kind of weird though, just like going to this hangout after school every day and like you know skateboarding and yeah. playing games and all this crap. But then like some like angry Asian man is walking by, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I'd feel like if I messed up, you know, like he'd hurt me or something. Because they, those kids have seen some stuff. Yeah, from Tatsu, man. Tatsu was hmm. anyway. Sorry. Let, let, no, let me ask you this. There is a scene after they fail to uh, capture the turtles at April's apartment. Yeah. Where yep. Tatsu, the shredder tells him he messed up, and Tatsu goes freaking post. He's, he's angry. Like he's mm-hmm. hitting walls and everything. Beats the crap out of that kid, right? What's yeah. that kid? Shensho. Was that kid, that foot soldier, <laughs> was he really dead? He was supposed you, to be. Thank you. I Because if you. Yeah. Watch it! All the noises and the he's all right. Those are all off screen. They're yeah. not because he the other kid comes. He feels his pulse. 
rips the mask off, and the kid's just lying there. Then it cuts to looking at Tatsu, and all of a sudden you hear off screen like, "Oh, he's all right." <laughs> I'm, like, if... I'm like, that that was filmed as dead. That kid was supposed to be ice cold. If I remember it, because uh, I mean, Jeremy already pulled out his novelization. I want to say in the novelization, it really was he killed him. And then when I, because I, 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 I want to say that they they did it there. And then yep. when I saw the movie, I was like. Yep. Oh, that's that's not what they did in the novel. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they did it differently because I remember that too, where I was yeah. like, I thought they killed him going into the, you know, like I had this. Oh, it's going to be this. Yeah. The whole story is. Then when that happened, I was like, I guess they changed it because that is kind of dark. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the if the novelization says that or not. It's been a really long time, but yeah. I, I don't. As a kid, I totally just he was like oh he's alive because they said he's fine yeah as so a kid. I, I never worried about it but i have read stuff where you know maybe interviews with the the director and writers and stuff where they're like yeah i mean like he was supposed to die there yeah <laughs> but, when i watched it when i watched it it was totally the 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 gi joe the movie duke's alive message like it yeah, was totally right. added <laughs> yeah. in after the yeah. fact he's alive i think he's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, it's like you guys were just saying you know being around tatsu you've seen some stuff and the thing is like i for for casey and splinter doing the convincing later on Mm-hmm. And, ha- you know, you call this family, you call all this, fa- you know, it's like those guys have already seen what that family can do. Right. And it's not really helping, you know. So it, 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 it it's a good point in the movie where it's like, this is what you're involved in. And then later on when they offer, hey, get the hell out of this, you know, yeah. I, I really like how that turn, it yeah. does pay off later on, too, yeah. on top of all that. It's it's that they went too far. Like, all of a sudden they're seeing all that stuff that normally happens in the back room. <laughs> like, no, because all, all, those, all those kids are like the, the, like I said, they're out there playing and everything, and they don't realize, like, how big this organization goes up, which I like. Like, yeah, they only take yeah. the best of those grunts and try and work them up to something while funding Shredder's Empire with all the stolen goods and everything. Like, it was a really well-thought-out, I love how Shredder doesn't have to do anything. He just sits there and nope. watches his TVs and has Tatsu do everything else right. for him. <laughs> and he blows them up on a whim, too. <laughs> he yeah. through them if he doesn't agree with it. Uh, oh, I love now, now they gotta go get that poor lady up on the fire escape, <laughs> grab her TV again, because yep. Shredder blew it up that week, you know? Or no, the, the Foot Clan in this <laughs> movie, it, it, it's one of my preferred now, as opposed to the cartoon, which is just like, you know, Technodrome robots and, and world conquering. Like, this Shredder yeah. just wanted to control New York. Like, he, he was very a street level, and I like that about I like right. Shredder in that capacity with his foot clamp. Yeah. You know? they, they had it set up almost like it's the Yakuza. And right. and it's it's the Foot Clan is the Yakuza in and New York, and sense. they're taking on all over and stuff. And, 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 like, when I was a kid, that was just the easiest way, because it's like, okay, it's like a gang, rival gangs, and, you know, it, it worked when you put it in that, especially when you put it in the back, backdrop of New York in that way. Yeah, so. and when when all the grunt kids, the kids that are sitting there playing, like, I love this, the, like, the five or six of them that are playing poker and drinking beer. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, like, slamming their cards down. And I was like, oh, man, those kids are so much older than I am, you know? Yeah. They're probably, like, exactly the same age as me, but, like, they knew yeah. how to play poker. And I was, like, super impressed. But then, but then they call them all in for the, the ceremony when the guy yeah. gets his, the, yeah. the yeah. Right. you know, for his headband and everything. And, like, you're saying that, that plays to the whole, like, shock and all, like, oh, yeah, you're having fun now. But as you get a little older and a little more, you know, into this, like, yeah. look what you could become. Like, it's yeah, a, yeah. They're glorifying it. They're going, like, look yeah. at what you can ascend to. You can be something. You know, most of these kids probably came from broken homes, slums, whatever. And they're like, oh, shit, I can be, like, I can be an elite foot soldier. This is a great career path for me. Yeah. And all yep. he wanted to do was, like, stay quiet because like, he gets mad and throws his knife at the, the TV because April mentions the Foot Clan on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so you're not supposed to, to know about us. No, they're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're so used to working in the shadows that you know, just that little bit could, could just ruin it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, the fun parts, the negatives. What didn't you like about this movie? What could have been improved on? Jeremy Dewitt, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> but why do I just want to throw Danny in the... In the- <laughs> oh, Danny, you say? Okay, let's talk about him. <laughs> what I, what problem do you have with Danny? <laughs> I get... <laughs> okay, I get, I get that Danny was supposed to be like this, uh, you know, like through our eyes type of character, sort of, you know. Was and, he, though? I mean... Getting- in uh-huh. in a way, like you you're you're following this kid. You're interested in what he's up to, you know, because all of a sudden he's he's in April's apartment, yeah. but then all of a sudden he's going to the Foot Clan hideout and doing his thing there, and you know, narking April out. Narking. That's all he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I get like him and him and Charles are supposed to be, you know. I, they're just not entertaining to me, really. I no. guess maybe that's where I'm coming from here, because I'm I'm struggling to find negatives in this movie because I me love too. it so much. <laughs> so I mean, you know, and I'm not gonna pick apart the the fact that you can see the guy's hand when the skateboard spins around, or you know, you can see a crew member here. No, no, we don't do that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. There's no point in that. But I just, I don't. Danny's kind of a boring character too. I and mean, he- yeah. I, I get that he's a story, part of the story. He's the reason why April and the turtles get caught. But he ruined April. Like he almost ruined April's life. I guess it worked out for her in the end. But barely. Happy. Like that was her dad's freaking, yeah. uh, you know, um, yep. uh, an antique place. And yeah, yeah. You know. The van, everything. I mean, Dan- all Danny did was destroy things, and he I mean, never. I guess yeah. they got a little vacation. You know, they went out to the farm yeah. and. Hung there for a little bit or whatever, but I don't know. If if you look at it... Oh, go ahead. ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, I guess, and I know everyone says, like, Danny is that audience surrogate character. And yeah, maybe that's what he was intended to be, but I don't think they pulled it off there, because Danny is clearly running the bad guy's rep. As opposed to... Yeah. To, to me, whenever that dude had, was on screen, I just wanted to punch him. I didn't He was like doing him. something bad. I wanted to follow the turtle stuff. Yep. Like this dude's annoying to me. So as opposed then, to Kino in the second movie. Right. Who now that's our in. Like he he joins up. He you know, he works with Raph. Like, you know, that was a well done audience surrogate. If Danny 
in the first one is our surrogate. You know, he's on the wrong path. You know, and, and I and, and I like, don't do feel the turtles. He, do the yeah. turtles ever find out that Danny is the nope. one who knocked them out? April so doesn't like even, April doesn't even know him. why she's giving her the twenty. She's like, no, nope. like what is yeah. this? Yeah. Danny's Danny's a piece of shit. <laughs> he doesn't redeem himself. No. Ever. <laughs> no. He does. He, he helps carry uh, Splinter, him. I guess. He carries Splinter? Him. Okay, okay, I'm no, ready. No, no, no. All right, <laughs> all right, so I, I'm with you. As a kid growing up, I, I hated Danny. Even now, I watched it last night. I'm like, yeah, he's annoying. He is the audience surrogate into the Foot Clan. Because without yes. him, yeah. we don't into the Foot Clan. So you get to see him from that street, like because he's the first character we see in the movie, like actual character besides April on the TV, because we see him doing the handoff with the wallets and stuff. Right. He's like our lead into the Foot Clan, so like you're seeing it from the ground up instead of just starting with Shredder, because then the whole reveal of Shredder walking out onto that stage oh. with that dramatic, yeah. amazing, yeah, boom, boom, yeah. Boom. yeah, that music. <laughs> As an adult now, watching it's like and. Never, I'm not going to say that thought out loud because it's going to take a different tangent than it needs to. Um, <laughs> he sees April's place burn down. He's he sees it happen, yeah. and you see the look of remorse. That's what leads him to go talk to Splinter. He goes and talks to Splinter, and then after that thing with Splinter, that's when he goes. He finds like the turtles' lair, and he goes and like he you know he helps them out. I think at the end, so it's not a big redemption, but. I still think he should have got punched in the face. Yes. (laughs) No, I don't disagree with you. (laughs) Now, was that that remorse or was it like, oh, shit, I'm going to get in trouble for this? Because I think Danny's the the all about like, oh, no, like if they find out this was me, I'm screwed. I, I took it watching it last night. I took it as he realizes that his his actions now had consequences to someone he knew because he was in that place. He was in her apartment that day or the day before. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's where April lived. And I like, yeah, he's still a little crap head by the end of the movie. <laughs> Here's your 20 back. You know, like, yeah, he doesn't admit to anything ever. I guess that's like, well, he, he does never... change his name. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Dan. It's yeah. Dan. Dang it. You know what? I forgot to talk to you guys about this beforehand. We can still do it with YouTube, but I was going to do a thing where we called ourselves Maddie and Shawnee through the whole thing, and at the end of this episode, we're going to be like, it's Matt now. Oh. Right? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. No, it's now. the douche. Yeah, the douche. As Jeremy says. Yeah. That's, that's only and my wife is going to kill me. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's how I have you in my phone right now. So, <laughs> and I put everybody as their normal first name and last name. For I, I feel honored that I am your first name. <laughs> um, Sean, we keep cutting you off. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I, I was just going to say that the hardest sell about that character is you have, like Jesse said, you have an insight into the bad guys, and when you are a kid, especially you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and you're into this, you don't give a crap about the end of the bad guys. You want to see, you want to be with the turtles. So like the Kino character is way more, that's who you want to be. And and like, I remember, you know, people can give the, again, we're going back to Masters of the Universe, 87 movie, but it's like, okay, they're running Gwildor. So he, it's like people like love to give crap to Gwildor because he's not Orko, but I'm like, but at least he was with He-Man. At least he was with the good guys, yep. and through him, you right. could still be in, in on the adventure. 
and be, you know, like trying to get back to attorney at a fight, yep. the good fight at Grayskull later on versus when you're with Danny, you're either hanging out with a bunch of like homeless kids or a giant rat. Yep. And the, the giant rat cares about you more than the guy who's beating the hell out of little kids. It's like, uh, it's not, it's a really hard sell for that character. And, and I remember even when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, these characters had nothing to do with either the comics or the show. So they introduced these characters and every time they showed up between, between um, uh, his father and him, I was just like, don't care. Zoning out. If, if April's there, at least pretty, that's great. But uh, other than that, I don't care. And so uh, again, you know, like I don't blame people. They don't have much to say good about that character because it's like, uh, they, 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 they built him up on the wrong foundation to make anybody want to care about that character. See, Charles didn't bother me because he's like, he's, he's that burn. Like he's the boss. Sure. Like, you need, sure. you need that little bit of pressure on April. Like, oh, you're going to get fired. Okay, great. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, that could have been anybody. Just, I guess my biggest thing with Danny, and it's really just kind of, I mean, uh, no one likes him, but just talking with you guys, it finally clicked. It's like it's that at the end of the movie, he there is no consequences for him, and he never has to take blame for his actions. Like he never he never mans up and tells April, you know, it was him or the turtles or any. Like he just like maybe he did. Yeah. Here's the movie. a twenty. And that's why he's not in the remaining movies. That's like, yeah. they all just. She's like, oh, you did that. You're out. Yeah, you're not my friend but, anymore. Okay, going going to the end of the movie. Yes, he takes Casey, shows him where Splinter is. They help get him out. But why did he go there at all in the first place? I guess that's enough. Even watching it again, I'm like, I don't get what he's doing. If you really want to go save Splinter, you wake up the turtles and you go, "Look, guys, I messed up. I know where Splinter is. Let's go get him." You don't sneak out by yourself when you have four Ninja Turtles, a beautiful reporter, and an angry vigilante sleeping up in a truck. Like, <laughs> you know, and I guess that that's the big thing. I never even looked at that other guy. I, I, I honestly <laughs> I never that. thought of it that way. But, it, like, if they would have redone, and granted, <laughs> yes, we did have the Michael Bay reboot. But if they would have redone the basic story of this movie, that would have been how they would have done it now. Where it would have been something where he would have done something that his dad would have seen, and he's seeing him doing something heroic versus doing right. something that makes him constantly go, "What the hell are you doing with your life, Danny?" You know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then that would have earned that whole. It's Dan now, and it's the whole you know him looking at him going, "I can trust you because now you're you're doing the right thing," versus yeah, it's all unearned because none of it was seen except for with Casey. No. And Casey and him only don't have much of that going on no. after that moment. You know, you get you've got to you've got to take accountability for it before you yeah. win that kind of redemption. Like people need to know. No one in the universe really even knows what a big piece of shit he is. Like he's <laughs> nope, that guy nope. who just skates by. <laughs> he's gonna but ruin some chick's Ar- life in the future. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude! He's got five kids by four different girls. He is just. Oh, unpaid child I'll argue, support. I'll agree. Like, I don't really have a negative to say about this movie other than him. But again, rewatching it last night, I think I think his character does heavy lifting with taking us into the Foot Clan, which is something I didn't really care about. I'll but in the movie, it, it, it works, and we never spend that much time with him. We don't no. get a lot of his. We don't get a lot of his motivations for doing it, other than. 
uh, I'm a teenager. I'm mad at my dad. Oh, I want to, you know, impress these people. Oh, maybe I'd like, he's a very shallowly portrayed character in the movie, which yeah. is why I don't really mind that we don't get the full deep redemption with him in the end. Um, but it could be Shia LaBeouf in the Transformers movie. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, yeah. I don't need, I didn't need a really deep, human character to take me in with the turtles you know right. i don't need that with the transformers so i like that they 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 kept him you know shallow enough to move us through the things but i'll, I'll agree he's i guess i'm showing my negative like he is the most yeah <laughs> dislikable part of the movie oh, but his character's supposed to be like joffrey on game of thrones you're supposed yeah. to hate him and you hate him so much <laughs> like, yeah. he did his job and he did it well <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, but still, at the end, I mean, he still, didn't he right. didn't redeem himself enough. Even and I could have done learn. like you said. Even if he didn't redeem himself, I just, I just, and we all knew these guys growing up. Where no matter what they did, they never yeah. got in trouble for it. They yeah. always found a way yeah. to like skate out of it. That's who he is, and that's what yeah. irritates me about him. It's like okay, even if you don't redeem him, you know, and then you get the feeling that he's just this rich kid. Like like those other kids, those are actually like. Like, okay, I'm either here drinking beer and playing cards, or I'm at home and, you know, my mom's boyfriend is beating the crap out of me. Like, sure, they actually, yeah. like, found this as, like, an alternative, and they felt it was a it's, a... it's a gang mentality. This is better than what I have here. Danny's yeah. like, oh, I got, I got a rich dad who will buy me anything I want, I go to a private school, wham, 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 you know, like, yeah. I'm going to go cause trouble, you know, <laughs> And but he's gonna... wearing a punk t-shirt. Clearly, he's a troubled youth. He's right. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> yep. And he had uh, red hair. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gingers. Gingers, man. Yep. It's those gingers, yeah. All right. We're good on Danny, then? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there might be another flare-up yeah. later on. Let's see what, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jesse, you got, you got nothing besides Danny for negative on this? I mean... I like Jeremy said. I could like nitpick some some little things, but I mean, I, I don't. I can't think of anything that's really negative uh, about the movie. Like I enjoy every time I watch it. I enjoy watching it. Um, like I said, watching it last night, there was more to find. Like interesting things, like with Donnie's suit being more muscular than the other ones. Just right. like all these little things, you know. Um, I guess. And this will be just, I guess, a nitpicky thing. I didn't like that Raph lost his fight to Casey, but he's a teenager and Casey's a 20-year-old man. Yeah. So. Did he? I I maintain he didn't lose that fight. Casey took off like a little bitch. He got shoved <laughs> in a trash can. which And Casey took many. off running. And he took off running. I mean, so, I mean. The fight wasn't over. That that was he, not he knockout. He was able to disengage and not continue the fight, so the fight was over. But yeah, no, I, I really I can't. Yeah, it's I a bummer to, they didn't have. Leo, a I guess my biggest, I guess style. my real biggest complaint mm -hmm. is Leo doesn't get enough character development in the movie. Damn it! You took mine. I was just going to say that, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Elaborate on it. You can elaborate on that, but yeah, he was my guy until yeah. Sean convinced me otherwise. So <laughs> I like Leo's my number two guy. So. Because Raph, Raph is the leader, just like the song says. 
Oh, you're that guy. Oh, <laughs> you. Step on that one. The amount of people that I remember coming up to me and saying Raphael's the leader of the group after they heard that song on the radio, and it made me want to just like punch glass. I was like, oh, I, come on. It's like they pay attention show. to nothing else but it, that the lyrics like, and that like, song. That's the official thing <laughs> yeah. to make you yep. know this is what and it they, is. You know? yeah. the, the, guy who, the guy who wrote the song, the name escapes me at the moment. I knew it the other day. Partners just, in Crime. Yeah. Yep. But there that was, was the name of the band. That, that was the, the, group, the group, or the guys. I think there was two of them. But the guy who wrote it, he had an interview where he said basically the same, like, he, they sent him over the, the story points, just like Sean used to sell Jesse on Raphael. <laughs> and he just assumed with them giving so much to Raphael that he was the leader of the group. Like, he's, he, this, this first movie is the Raphael movie. And it yeah. is, you know, yeah. even Fair like enough. you said, even in the comics, that whole like healing up, getting beat up thing. That was Leo's arc in the comics that they it gave was. to Raph. Like it's very much a Raph movie, but go ahead. <laughs> Me about yeah. the Leo stuff. About Leo. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like I, I was watching it uh, today uh, with my, my kids and it's been dawning on me over the years, like when that whole sequence where they're having the big fight with the foot soldiers, or foot ninjas, sorry, not foot soldiers, but the foot ninjas, and even later on with the Shredder fight, it's like Leo is the one who gets the minimal amount of screen time, and it's like he's there. He's the fourth turtle, but, you know, it's like, yes, he learns meditation, and he teaches the others how to do the meditation. He got the cut to... on Shredder. He, well, yeah. oh, I'm going to get there. Yeah, get okay, there. okay. Uh, that, right. that moment, get excited. That moment. But but in, <laughs> beyond that, it's no wonder people don't really think he's all that interesting because in this movie, he is looked at as, I'm going to just complain about Raph because Raph is doing the things that, that Splinter would tell us don't do. And I have to be Splinter's voice in this because uh, I know he's not there, obviously. So now I get to be dad and deal with the little brothers and Raph and I are going to fight the other two. And, and that's the thing in that fight. It's focused on Donnie and Mikey almost exclusively, with Leo having a couple little moments of insert. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's Mike and Donnie having the biggest part of the battles. And I'm watching it, and I look at I looked at my daughter today, and I go, "I know you like Donnie, but you <laughs> kind of get the feeling that Leo is handling everything else somehow, and Mike and Donnie are having the fun, you know." Right. And I'm like, "That just sucks." Like, I would like to see, and, and that's not even for me liking him as my favorite. There is a certain amount of like. There are four turtles, and I feel like Raph gets the lion's share of the screen time, but then Mike and Donnie share like almost equally the bond. same because yeah. they have that. They're the two brothers who they're the younger ones, and they want to get out of the room, and mom and dad are fighting. And then Leo's just kind of left with he's just yelling at Raph constantly. And and there is that part of me where I'm like, I kind of wish they would have at least set it up where they would have had a, a maybe a scene between him and Splinter too of him going, you know, like you realize Raph hates me because I have to be you and have that whole moment between them. Because in my opinion, that's where the, the animated movie in 2007, I liked that quite a lot where they gave Leo fleshing out of yeah. his own character yeah. and you could see him going off training, him trying to be a better leader and him. Yeah. He's the wet blanket because he's the, He's the battle leader on the field. Splinter isn't there. Right. And I, I like that because when I talked to Jesse about it the one night, I was like, look, I get that he's not the party dude. I get that he's not the angry one. But the thing is, 
out of all the turtles, he's got the lion's share of the responsibility on his shoulders every time he's in battle because he's looking out for three other guys and they better damn well get home at the end of the day. And he's, they're his family. They're his brothers. And that's a huge part of that character. It's, it's like, uh, if you ever saw, um, uh, the Magnificent Seven, there is this amazing speech Charles Bronson gives when the kids from the, uh, the kids that they're trying to protect, the village they're trying to protect, the kids think that the seven cowboys that came in to help them are the coolest things they've ever seen and they're heroes and they're this and that. And Charles Bronson goes, I have never been able to be a father. I've never had a family because I couldn't handle responsibility like that. That's a 10 ton boulder of responsibility your family carries, your dad and your mom carry every day of their life to make sure you guys are taken care of. And that's the way I look at Leo. And it's like this movie really does not paint any light other than he is there and he learned to meditate because like, like Jeremy said, he's first and foremost, let's meditate on tonight. And he's right there. And he joins in with, you know, he does his little moves when they're dancing, but he's still in meditation pose, you know? And I, it's like, yeah, it's, this. it's unfortunate. It's only an hour yeah. and a half movie. They it, had it, to, I, know. and that's, <laughs> it, and he got the, the short end of the stick. And the, the most I, character I think, development we got was Raph really. Ex- yep. Exactly. And I, and I'd say if there, other than since Jesse already said the, the, what he said about <laughs> Leo, I, I, what I want to say is I felt like it would have been a better movie with even like 10 to 15 more minutes added to it to Damn. do a little bit of that because they did some montages and they did certain other things like they did montages of them getting better on the farm, them training and all that. But it would have been kind of cool to have like a little bit of something within those montages where he is trying to step up and become like, I need to be splinter because we don't have splinter and have maybe Raph going, you know, Leo, you know, like I will follow you or something and have that where Mm -hmm. it's like, they're all galvanized to do this at the end versus, you know, they still had, but, you know, I don't see why we don't just get out there and let them know that we're here. Well, we don't want to go out there and advertise we're back right when we show up, rap. You know, it's like they're still arguing at the end yeah. of the day. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. Definitely could have used 15 more minutes. If this was a Marvel movie, it would have been about twice as long. So Yeah, true. <laughs> and if it was a Michael Bay movie, we've already seen how long those can be. So there you go. Those Those could be shorter. Oh, those could be non-existent. (laughs) Um, I will say this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Do it. Um, just to just to wrap up on the negative side with Leo not getting up screen time, like watching it again and paying attention to more things. Like he has definitely got the more, like you said, the lion's share of the responsibility, but he he falls into the protector role because I'd I'd have to watch the fight in the 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 apartment and second time around shop or whatever, like, he's protecting April and Raph. Yeah. And, like, on the farm, he's watching over Raph, like, the whole time, you know, does his meditation and stuff, but, like, he's... I think they give him less screen time, because, like, he's he's the big brother. He's the one watching out for everybody, so, like, his line is there, but I totally agree, yeah, it would have been great if they had, like, Raph being like, all right, what's your, you know, what's your play? Let's do what you want. Like, just even if it was one line of something like that, that would have been enough to like imagine imagine if you will now that i'm thinking about it imagine if you will after raf wakes up and he knows and and like maybe one of them would have said we haven't seen leo all week and 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 he's like you know where's leo been at your side 
Right. And him and, and the two of them, and then him going like, you really were looking out for me, you know? And Leo like, yeah. well, where, where, where else was I supposed to be? And, yeah. and, and, and you know, they would, it, that would have been amazing to go into that final battle where it's like, they're not just individuals. They're a, they're a family going into that in that way. And I think that was the, it, like Donnie and Mikey, it, you know, they're the playful ones. They're doing their thing, but they respect whatever's going on. And they went out of the room when the fighting begins. Who doesn't? But that would have been kind of that would have. That's the only negative I can think of yeah. from a story perspective. Is it would have been great to have them meshing because of what happened and their their healing and all that. So yeah, now and all that uh, all that was there in subtext. But yeah, it would have been nice to call a little attention to it. Hey, Ten more minutes. <laughs> yeah, just about everything. If there's a character on the screen, they are doing something, whether they're in the background or they're yes. the. the main attraction in the scene. Uh, it's very well done movie in that regard to where no time is wasted. There is something to pick out everywhere as to ha- even just how they're standing, what they're doing when the camera isn't right on them. Very well done. Yes. Yeah, your positive turn or your negative turn into a positive. It, it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, this, this really is, uh, I mean, it, without that negative that I have, it's yeah. it's an ironclad tight movie, and it, like you said, it goes from beginning to end in such a fast pace right. that you don't have any moment to be bored. Every little moment adds up to the ending in this too. I agree. Uh, the only the only thing I had is I felt that that the final battle wrapped up. I don't know if it's too quickly or if it was just a little too unsatisfactory. Um, while I love it, the fact that Casey is the one who takes Tatsu out, I don't know if I quite agree with that. And then just the shredder at the end where the basic... And I think that was... I think I'm more upset about the limitations of the Splinter puppet than anything else. <laughs> Maybe, Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Because I mean that that like Splinter's on a ladder and he flips Shredder over. I don't know. I just you don't you kind of don't believe it because you've seen what the puppet yeah. can do so far, which is not very much. Even when he puts his hand on, you know, yeah, it's, it's very it's like oh yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> even if you put it yourself in their world, okay, an uh, 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 old anthropomorphic rat can do this. But he's been chained up on a chain link fence for True. minimum yeah, of a yeah. week at this point. Like, so his arms really are like that, basically. There would well, be no skill. He can't right. even walk when Casey and Danny yeah. get him out of there. But now he's fighting. You know, I would have. I guess I would have rather had. I had never fourth... thought of that. I never did either. I That's never amazing. thought of that. <laughs> the, I blown. I would have preferred it if. The end, because the thing is, that whole battle, focusing specifically on Shredder and the Turtles, that whole battle at that point is, you know, Leo goes in, Raph goes in, Donnie, like, they're all getting their butts kicked, and they're kind of doing this, this, you know, uh, this, everyone takes their turn thing. If they had, at that final battle, then gone, okay, they realize, like, the only way we can defeat him is together, and have them all gang up, like, like Sean was saying, if they can get to be this cohesive unit by the end, rather than these four fighting brothers, you know, there's your story arc ended. So I think mm-hmm. that's the part that was missing. It's like, so they're basically getting their butts kicked by Shredder, 
if they had turned the tables and been like, okay, they work together to take him down, that would have been that earned ending with Splinter showing up alive when they thought he was dead. I mean, Shredder tells him that he killed him, even though he didn't stick right. around to make sure the rat was dead. Classic yeah. Bond villain mistake. But mm -hmm. I guess then you wouldn't have had your moment where, you know, he pulls the mask off and, you know, yeah. does all that it's dialogue. Him. Yeah, yeah, it's him. I like because in the comics, obviously the turtles end up defeating the Shredder right. by themselves. Yeah. You know, Splinter doesn't even go. Right. No, well, and that was, they like, knew about Shredder. Kill, the whole go time. kill Shredder. Huh? Yeah. That was they were trained from birth to kill Shredder. Like that was right. never. Yeah. Uh, and that was something I'd forgotten about until I rewatched it. I forgot how late in the story that whole reveal comes. I mean, that final scene is when the turtles finally go. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, this dude we're mm -hmm. fighting. Oh. oh. Yeah, because they, through the whole movie, like, they're not out to stop the Foot Clan. They're out just, they're out to be protective and helpful. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, they slowly get more and more entangled. And, like, oh, we're going up against the Shredder guy. Like, oh, crap. That's the guy that, you know, like, cut yeah. off dad's ear. Like, you know, that's kind of cool. And I will argue. Um, argue. That's because, <laughs> not that you're not wrong. But just to justify it in not my mind, Splinter is able to do what he does with Shredder because, like, he's the old master. Yeah. So Who's that's why. He, up for a week. Yeah, but he got that. He's fine now. They gave him a power bar or something. <laughs> just hurt for a moment. <laughs> on the walk over. The, the mutagen. Some, some, yeah. um, uh, uh, oh, they gave him some cheese or something. I don't know. Yeah. And. Uh, and and he's fought like you know it's Ugh. it's like the, the weird thing it's like it's not about strength it's about you yeah. know you know whatever I yeah it is like, kind of that, interesting I love that though line, that... that line like he's like you know death something worse than death waits for you or when you die you know it will be without like honor. i wish this hadn't happened i wish he would have made it just, you know without honor yeah would have just been able to happen and then he catches the knife yeah but uh but yeah i love that it is interesting that you know, if if this movie was made now, by the end of the movie, they would have all, you know, buck buck. You know, they would have done what the 2014 movie did. Sure. Because you know, in this, they like that their first battle was at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. You know, we mm -hmm. had our first battle. Like, right. They're very young in this. They don't know who's the leader yet. They're not working as a team very well. Right. But they don't really ever get better. No. <laughs> like they do really That's... good. Like they're still kicking some ass and everything, but at the end they can't beat the shredder. They needed Splinter to come out. Yeah. And, and that's what's blowing my mind when we're talking about this. It's like that that one negative that I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's starting to bug me. Yeah. Because it, it's it's like like when I think about it, it's like you know the whole thing with them training on the farm and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It's like that would have been that would have paid off in such a way, like. I, I, I got to go to it. Avengers. You yeah. have their 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 individual personalities not meshing the whole time they're in the helicarrier. Well, hell breaks loose on the helicarrier. Things go bad, and then it ends up that uh, they you have that moment finally where they all join forces and the camera goes around. And it's like that would have been how it would have worked today. It would have been the camera goes around, all four yeah. of them holding each back to back in their, right. their weapons drawn, and right. then you, as a crowd, you go crazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That was a different time, man. It's it a was a different time. time, yeah. And and the whole, you know, like even in that moment, right after that moment with the Avengers, then you have Iron Man, who would have been the, yeah. the obligatory leader because of his ego. He's like, call it Cap. And that would have been, you know, like Raph going, what do we do, Leo? You know, and yeah, it just yeah. happened. Right. 
I, I'm I'm like I'm like I, geeking out, and at the same time, I'm kind of sad it didn't happen. I know that's kind of why I like it because yeah, the yeah, the movie, it, just, it wasn't now. It's yeah. it's of its time. It, it works right. that way. Yeah. Right. Well, they and they're also planning on a sequel, which was just <laughs> awesome. They're also still teenagers. Like yeah, be right back. Have it together that much, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, like I, I never noticed before how strongly they reiterate several times throughout the movie that it's only been fifteen years. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how old the turtles were when they fell in the sewer, but like they're, yeah. they're yeah, they're still pretty young. Um, yeah, I would assume they, that was their way of telling us that maybe they were about fifteen or so, fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's hard to tell how old they were. And that's and that's, that's and they wrote them well. I mean, it comes back to that that first positive. They knew the characters. They wrote. This is probably the the. Well, this and maybe the Knicks show where you really felt the whole way through like, yeah, these are teenagers. They make dumb mistakes. They get into yeah. stupid fights. You know, the yeah. the 87 cartoon, they had that tendency to get a little too silly, you know. But this one you really felt like, yeah, like these guys are Danny's peers. You know, they're they're yeah. just as young and dumb as he is, but they're trying for the honor of their, their dad and everything else to do the right yeah. thing. And uh, and really, Splinter, this whole movie is like preparing them for him to be gone. Like it's yeah, someday I'm going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he right. even says that in the in yeah. the the spirit in the fire. He's like, I'll leave you with my last words. You know, yeah. you take this together. I love you, my son. You know, and then he fades out, and they they have that. And like you said, there's always something going on. There's a great moment, like. Right. Like Leo and Raph like lean into each other and like grab each other's arms. Right. Like they're close there. And then like Michelangelo reaches over and like puts his hand on Donatello's face. You know, I was like, that's a very intimate bond between these characters that, right. that I never noticed how close that scene mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. or how close they are to each other in that scene. Um, like I did when I watched it last night. Exactly. And the whole thing, it's like, and, and Splinter's just preparing them. The whole damn movie is preparing. He's like, there's going to be a time where yeah. I'm gone. This and is one of those rare instances where when you're an adult, the movie's like actually even better than when it was yeah. when you were That's what is. I'm saying. As, <laughs> as a kid, this one held my interest less than two and possibly even three. Because that was like, boom, 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 stuff's happening. This one, it's as you get older and you're like, no, there's some dark stuff here, and we've all gone through it at various stages in our life where we have to, it's like, okay, at some point you will be gone. I gotta, you know, get my head out of my ass. And that's basically where Splinter is with these turtles. You know, mm-hmm. that's probably why, you know, we went from the second one being the coolest, you know, because right. back then I could relate to goofy, stupid stuff, and but then, you know, you get older and you're like, oh my god, there's like death yeah. and like deep thinking and stuff like you're like you know moody teenagers <laughs> mm-hmm. up to your early 20s and stuff yeah i totally get mm-hmm. that uh, it, it holds up though yeah. um uh, all right so we got the positives we got the negatives any let do let's do one last call out whatever you guys want just something you guys want to talk about that uh we don't feel was talked about enough chief stearns is awesome <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I could, just, he's I'd so, so funny. I'd forgotten that he came back for the sequel until yeah, I was watching was two sequel. last night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they brought Stearns back. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I do. I do like Stearns. He is. He is fun. Yeah, oh, he's just kind of like that incompetent, sort of incompetent, like 
Cotton. <laughs> and he's uh, just he, so mad. It, it's it, what what kills me is his character. When I was what ten or eleven watching this movie, taught me how to deal with my previous boss because that's basically how my boss <laughs> treated me. So every time I got, every time it's he wants you in his office again. It's like hey, you know, time me. <laughs> yeah, one oh eight, a new personal record. <laughs> now, what was well, that personal record? Was it how long? Like how, how quickly little she, she was in there? How, how quickly, quickly she, she get, get out? Uh, kicked out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to make sure there. Or I'll was... say, and that's that that sequence with her and him. Yeah. Oh, has always impressed me as a kid because it's like you don't you don't talk to cops like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like as like April's got some, she's got some like like I I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Cojones. Yeah, I was gonna say cojones. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's just like, it's like I liked April, so it's like. Oh, oh, dang! You can, you can talk to the chief of police like that and get away with it. Like, that's how <laughs> <Right>. she is. <laughs> yeah, like and not be a bad guy. That like, you can do that and not be the bad guy. Right, right, right. Because right. you're because you're calling him out for the goodness of New York. See, so you want him to get yeah. off his butt and do his job. So, no, I did. I did love his character. That was well done. Jesse, what you got? Are we are we getting into the character thing at some point, or are we? Going? Yeah, if you get if you got a scene or a character, whatever whatever okay. you want to call out here that you feel just we haven't touched by because I we always get to quite a bit. I think we discuss the turtles quite a bit, but just whatever you want to throw out there, one last kind of point you want to discuss. Um, I, I I guess the thing that struck me the most is granted, like I said, I was ten or eleven when I saw this movie. Um, I actually looked up. I had to look up how old Judith Hogue was when she filmed this movie. So she would have been like 21, 22 when they filmed this movie, which, you know, as a kid is, Oh my gosh, she's a grown up, you know, she was only 10 years older than me at the time. Ish. Which, and which works. Because she's, she's so, and I don't mean this like in an insulting way, but she's such a mature character in the movie. Yeah. Like she feels like an adult. She's only 22. Yeah. Like, I was a hot mess at 22. She's a reporter. <laughs> like she's got her stuff together. I mean, she's a bit of a mess, but she's like, yeah, you know, and that, that really impresses me. And just the way that Judith Hogue is the actress, like carried herself through that movie. She's dealing with all this stuff. Like she's not out partying every night. Like I feel like Megan Fox, not to be insulting, like she's probably older than Judith Hogue was when she filmed the same, the first probably. movie feels like a much younger character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, that's why I think one of the things that really worked for April is like, she felt like an adult, but not so much of an adult that she couldn't be friends with the turtles because they're only five or six years younger than her, you know? No, I agree. I I don't know. That's really impressed me. They got that scale perfectly where you're sitting there as a teenager and you're like, Oh my God, she's an adult, but yeah, it's 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 barely an adult, but yeah, to us, it, that's who she was for the turtles. They're like, hey, we got this reporter friend; she's got her shit together. Like, she can help us, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you break it down, it's it's, it's like, it's like oh, I get to older. hang out with my older my 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 right. older brother's friends who are older than me. Like, cool, like they're right. a cool kid. Like, yeah, they buy, they <laughs> buy you beer, and you know, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Pizza. Yeah, like the cool babysitter. Hmm. And then there's I, Uncle Casey. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know how old he was supposed wanna, to be in the movie, but I think he was he was around thirty. He's Twenty-eight. The, the actor was twenty-eight at the time of the go. movie. Yeah, I think so, they were yeah. both supposed to be like around. Uh, I think April was probably supposed to be a little older in case he was. Pre- I mean, they're supposed to be around the right. same. Right. Maybe twenty-four yeah. and twenty. I mean, twenty-eight is pretty good for Casey. Actually, I like that. Yes. That's and now. I I do That's who I want to talk about. Is Casey, man. This is. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sure he was in the cartoon, but I don't remember ever seeing Casey in the cartoon. Two episodes, and he was like Only Clint two. Eastwood. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. so I didn't see the I didn't read the Mirage comics. I never caught the one of the two episodes Casey was in. So like, this is my only reference growing up for Casey, and I I loved it. He was at. He was that cool, or he was your older brother's friends, where it's like, oh man, they're so badass, they walk around with baseball bats, and they, you know, they, <laughs> they, they defend old ladies in the park, like, yeah, and then getting the two of them together in the farmhouse, it's like, I mean, they totally hooked up. Watch it as an adult, it's like, oh yeah, when they're, they're fighting, and then they come back from their, their meditation thing and they're cuddling on that chair like yeah that they, oh yeah they hooked up that night and i like it i like i like the pairing i like that casey's kind of this rough around the edges you know strong guy and then april's like you but said think about like, her choices yeah. <laughs> yeah. if she was my daughter i'd be like what is what is wrong with you <laughs> if she I'll give you that. If she was my daughter, I'd be like, no, nah, come on, April. What's wrong with you? But well, Yeah, he was awesome. That's like the best version of Casey that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he was the one. I think when I when I saw it uh, originally as a kid, he was the one that he was a little more hardcore in the Eastman and Laird books. Yeah. And I felt like this. Too. Yeah, yeah. And, and this was way more like he's human. And it was a little weird at first for me to see this version because I was used to him just having the hockey mask going, Gungala, Gungala, and just like yeah. screaming his head off. And honestly, like this version is the one that has stuck with me the most over yes. the years because yes. he brought humanity to it. But there's the humor. He he basically is a sporting good Han, Sol- Han Solo. Yeah, there you if, go. If, if, for no other lack of a better but, way of describing it. But you know, it, you know he's, he's been through some stuff too. Like if no, had, yeah, yeah. If the Foot Clan had been in New York when he was a teenager, he would have been right there with his menthol and, cigarettes. You know, and what's and that, what's funny? He blends in when right. he's in there. He, he might be an adult, but when he's in there, it's like, yeah, you probably would have been there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, this would have been, been yeah. your scene. You know, if mm-hmm. if you were only ten years younger or whatever. You know, it's, I gotta imagine his dad was a, a piece of shit, and you know, that's I th- I, I want to. <laughs> Just in my own head, that's what leads Casey down this path. Kind of is what I is how I've always felt. You know, like read the like, IDW comics. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> IDW okay. Yes. Again, I gotta read them. But you know, what? I, th- I I don't, especially rewatching it last night with my thirty-something-year-old eyes. It's like there is a reason it was Casey that wound up in that warehouse because he's the mm-hmm. one who can get through to them because he can see themselves and hit or. Yeah, he sees himself in them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so good. And he didn't make it to the sequel. He didn't. <laughs> I mean, the end of the, the movie, third one, though. hooking up with April. Oh, oh yeah. Like, together, and then, I mean, he just started this <laughs> friendship with these mutant turtle dudes. He killed the Shredder. Yeah. 
He's the one. I mean, he didn't really. Didn't oops. Pass. It was an accident. He said, he <laughs> said was, oops, Jeremy. He tried to he murder He said him. oops. If you say oops, uh, it doesn't count. I got I got I to say, when I saw it, I remember when the turtle logo hit in the beginning of the movie, the crowd mm-hmm. went nuts. But mm-hmm. the other moment probably that went even better in, in like crowd reaction was when Casey got the golf club and he finally mm-hmm. just nails tattoo across the room and i didn't even know the line was i never called golf a dull game again until i got it on vhs because i couldn't hear a word the crowd was going nuts that he managed to take out tattoo all by himself <laughs> i love the casey character he's yeah and, and just so everyone's clear as long as you say oops it is not murder because it was an accident <laughs> Only say oops Even sarcastically. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that. Uh, Sean, I think you got one last call out. Uh, oh, boy. Let's see. Um, there's three that I could think of. Uh, well, let's start I'll, with I'll one. Go... Let's see how long that takes. All right. The, the first <laughs> one is one that Jeremy said, and I have to say it again. In the Shredder fight, yeah. Leo got him. That always makes me smile. And, and it's not just because he's my boy. It's the fact Shredder is like undefeatable until that moment. And you finally see something happen. And it's like, okay, that was really, and it's, it's that moment. Shredder actually is like, oh, and all that. I, yeah, I right. just like, I like seeing all that, that because. Drop blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very Thanos in that way. Because uh, again, you know, if they would have fought him all together, it yep. wouldn't have been that way. But it, instead, it, you know, I got him, and all. And it's like one after the other. And I, I thought of that how many times? Like, my God, them doing this one after the other is not the smartest thing. Uh, it, uh, Judith Hogue is able. Well, to, they all pulled us. it together in the sequel, man. They, well, yep. one. You, you got to watch the whole thing. You got to watch the whole arc. <laughs> Oh, you. Oh, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, J- Judith Hogue is April. I still, I- I'm crushing on her even 30 years later, or whatever it is, 20 so years sweet. later. She She's awesome, and especially the way she is with the fans and, and the fact that she's working with NECA. She worked with NECA to make the figure. That's awesome. And got, uh, getting us the Casey face. The yeah. Casey with this face, yeah. So, so it's like that woman can't do any wrong. In fact, she was only in one movie. Well, technically two because she she did show up in the reboot one with the Michael Bay one. But at least, but her know, scene she, was cut out. Her, her scene was cut out. Yes, agreed. <laughs> so, but the fact that you know she she did the one movie and obviously she saw what that meant to people. It's so cool that she's still you know involved in that. But the the one that I still think is hysterical and it threw my wife off the one the first night we watched it together because I didn't realize she liked this movie until I'm like. I'm kind of in the mood to watch Ninja Turtles. She goes, put it on. I'm like, you mean it? You know, it's like, wow. This, like, I'm not turning this off once we put this on. This is, and she's like, no, no, no. I, I got to introduce her to the fact Sam Rockwell is in this movie, and she didn't realize it was him. And I, I'm like, that's Sam Rockwell right there. <laughs> menthol, regular or menthol, you know? Yeah. We're, we're a family, you know? It's like, yeah, that's Sam Rockwell. That's one of his first roles. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so good. So the, the, the fact that, you know, Justin Hammer and all the, and, and a guy on a Galaxy Quest, oh my God, he's such He's a great character in that movie, but he, there he is, right there. Cracks me up that like the biggest celebrity in this movie was Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah, that, and then the and then uh, um, if you look in the crowd after uh, Casey beats up uh, Tatsu, Skeet Ulrich is also in this movie. Yeah, yep. And and I caught that just recently, and I was like, holy crap! There's two guys that I know. You know, they had careers after this. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. That's hysterical. So. 
that that's a plus just because you know you wouldn't have expected that typically but there they are so, yes yeah yeah they rode that Corey feldman thing hard which eh, i mean i don't know about you guys but as a kid like i didn't give a crap about Corey feldman like I'm i like, didn't even <laughs> realize it was him i just yeah remember going, he's got a kind of cool voice for donatello you know yeah and later on i'm like Oh, Corey <laughs> Feldman, right, okay. <laughs> oh, good times. So I, w- I would ask a ranking for this movie, but I think it's pretty obvious that we all rate this a 10. This is one that I has grown for me over over the years. The older I get, the more I appreciate this, because I was too young and dumb when it first came out. So... As a kid, I would have said it would be... Honestly, I'd say the second movie, then the first, and then the third. Um, and, of course, the four, they came out with the fourth one, TMNT. That was 2011? Seven. Was Seven. Seven, yeah. 2007. Um, nowadays, I, I think I've got to. I think, I think I'm ranking it... Uh, Right, one, two, four, and then three. But one barely eked out two. Two is still a very excellent movie. <laughs> but I think I think it holds up better. Like Jesse said, the costuming and you know all that. Like it just went a little bit too far in the second one. Uh, how about you guys? Same as you, man. One, two, four, three. And and four is not uh, especially great it's just it it felt a little more like home than three did and i was shocked when it gets to that end and then you find out that it is in con in canon with all these first three that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh yep. jesse or sean i'll i'll go one four two three <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, I have no design to ever <clears throat> watch the third one again and <clears throat> I'll finish watching the second one maybe tonight or tomorrow just to to finish it out. But um, I I'm I'm good. And again, the only thing I really like about the second one is Kino. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. but, uh, I I'm gonna have to duplicate what Jesse just said because the fourth one I still like I I hated the concept of the villains in that because that was a whole yeah, cluster. That's the weakest part. I, yeah. I I would have rather just seen them go head to head against the foot or or some like have have Karai be the new foot leader of the foot clan and they have to go up against her or something fine that would have been better than all those monsters and all that garbage but. The, the fact that it, it went into like that brother fight between Leo and Raph, I always God, and, and that so fight good. between that so fight good. between them on the rooftop was definitely like that yeah. for me loving the first one and then seventeen years later you get to see that fight. It's like that's been something I've been wanting to see in the movies and they did such a good job with that uh fight. And he did at least Leo got to say, you know, I do this for you guys. I was like, yeah. That should have been in the first movie, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and but they yeah, snuck, like for they me, they snuck the party wagon in there and a couple they other did, knives. And, like, and, and I love the Calabunga Carl and the whole, yeah. the whole thing where he's like, "I have nightmares about birthday parties and all that." I mean, <laughs> it, it, it worked beautifully on that level where Mikey was very much Mikey the way that I see mm-hmm. Mikey. And, and and one of my favorite moments still is is uh, Donatello 
when he's on, he's doing the uh, IT on the phone. Yeah. And he's like, no, sir, I am not leading you on. I'm the friendly <laughs> IT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. The, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. If they just focused on the foot and Karai, that would have probably worked. It. Put a ring tire on my list, that's for sure. So mm-hmm. who knows? And who knows what we could have gotten with that potential fifth movie, because that was always the plan, was then to go into Karai and Return of Shredder or whatever. Else. Yeah, they, they, they definitely alluded Shredder is out there still, and they, and they were like, wait, what? You know, and they didn't right. really go further with that, which would have been great if they could have. It would have been kind of interesting to actually get the fourth movie they planned to begin with. They were like talking about a movie after the third one came out, and they were gonna, it was going to be called The Next Mutation, but obviously, we got a show um, called. We that. saw yeah. that it wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> it, was to, nah. it was going to have. Um, <laughs> it was going to have their mutations change them, so they would gain like interesting properties. I think maybe Donatello might have turned metal, and just Raph maybe what? got like sort of yeah, dude, it, this it's serious. And they were going to have a. Uh, I think even Splinter was going to change into something and. There was going to be maybe a dark April and a dark Casey and just all this crazy, all these crazy ideas. Uh, but they were going to have a fifth turtle and it would have been Kirby. No, oh, obviously they use Kirby a lot throughout the turtles. Yeah. Uh, legacy. And, um, uh, after Jack Kirby, yep. uh, comic book artist. Yeah. For those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he would have been like, I don't know if, I think he kind of would have been like an enemy type of thing, uh, but he like had stripes and they he's they drew him a few different ways. Like um, I know I think he had like a a weird sort of pinkish purple mask at one point, and then another one they either didn't color it in or it was white. Another one it was yellow or something. So oh, wow. the idea of the fifth turtle has been around for yeah. you know at least ninety three or ninety four when they were trying to write that, but of course that never happened. Well. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of glad it didn't. Oh no! no. It would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it would. Well, if you're gonna do an evil turtle, why don't you just grab Slash? Like, there's another underused character. I mean, um, maybe it was the same reason why they didn't use you know Bebop and Rocksteady in the second yeah. movie. So, and then at that point, it's. Um, I had another point there, and I lost it. Oh well. <laughs> uh, I do that. Yeah. God, that would have been wild. Oh, I was going to say, it, uh, it kind of sounds like, is it the ninth season of the animated series where, like, they get the the extra mutation, where, like, they get all big oh, and, like... Oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. God, they I know get, like, for... Yeah, their second mutation or whatever it is. Yeah, they... yeah kind of like one of the, the same concepts, sort of, but... But it was more yeah. like a transform, like, they'd be regular, and then, like, in battle, they'd be like, and they get, like, bigger and more, like... Right, Shelley. I I, I never watched it into those seasons. So I watched it here and <laughs> I've there. I've seen one or two episodes of it. Like it's not weekly, good. Yeah, the Lord Dreg stuff. No, we'll just turn it off well before that. Oh, terrible, terrible. All right, did we get everyone's rankings, or did I cut someone off there? No, I think you that got us good? all. All right, so wrapping up here. We got our quick takes, which I kind of spilled over into some of them earlier. (laughs) But these are kind of rapid-fire questions, not get too deep. I might wrap up with one deep, though. Um, 
So, in the movie, Casey, upon seeing that he's got to go down into the sewers with the turtles, he, he asks, why don't I fall in with people who own condos? How many people do you think Casey's fallen in with? Is this like a regular cycle for him? Like he meets these vigilantes, <laughs> joins forces, they have a fallen out, he meets another group. It's obviously the turtles aren't the first, obviously. How many how many times do you think he's been through this cycle? I'm I'm gonna say it probably at least a, a hand half dozen times, maybe. Um, depending yeah. on how long he's been in his vigilante career at this point. Um you know, he's he's couch surfing. He's you know, he clearly doesn't have a lot of clothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> he he probably he's probably homeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's up on top of that roof because it's somewhere to be that day. Yeah. He didn't live there. <laughs> he was totally fine staying at the farm with those guys. He could have said, yeah. "Drop me off," <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, let's, let's see. He's probably not even from New York, or, or he's been all around the country. Like he just kind of travels with whoever Clearly picks him he up. He doesn't have a job, so he's not making money, so he can't pay rent anywhere. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've never really thought about it, but like he's he's basically homeless. Yeah, and fighting people in the park at night, probably because they're keeping you kids get off my lawn. I'm trying yeah. to, sleep. <laughs> he's probably got a buddy that lets him stay there occasionally on the couch, but his wife gets pretty mad at him for it. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. he's right. he he exactly. Well, you let him in again. <laughs> in, in that scene where they're on the, the, the cuddling on the, uh, on the, um, porch swing, swing, the porch swing. He does mention that he played ball. So the fact that, you know, maybe yeah. he, he, maybe he's still got ins with some of these guys that used to play and he, like, like Jesse said, couch surfing and stuff. So it'd be, you know, he might know somebody that, yeah, they, they, they made it big and, you know, every now and then, Hey, Casey, you doing okay? I'll let you sleep on my couch tonight or whatever. But yeah, I don't see him. I see him as being more Oscar the Grouch than, you know, um, anything <laughs> said, else. Like he's happy where he is and he's yeah. got his stuff and that's it, you know? Well, yeah. they said he got, he, he was, uh, um, oh, I lost my train of thought too. Oh, he got, so he got an injury, right? That was, yeah. Injury, right? yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe he's got some disability or something, you know, <laughs> maybe he has a few bucks. He's probably just got a small apartment, you know, True. maybe that's the roof he was hanging out on. I wonder what his injury is, though, because he's out there beating the hell out of people. He yeah, he's fine. He can run fine. And he can just, like, yeah, that's why he does it at night. They can't catch him on 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 closed caption TV and all that stuff. And they're just like, he, didn't he have a disability? Shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> well, they never really said what sport he played. It's very ambiguously worded, or where we enter the sentence. He's like cricket, oh, yeah. and, huh? He knows more about cricket than any person in New York has the right to. I think it was cricket. <laughs> oh my God. No, I always no. assumed it was hockey. I thought hockey you, too. I I just always went that way because he got the hockey. Well, he's got baseball bats too, but I I went hockey. Because mm-hmm. once you get so many, like Could you be. get that hip broken so many times, like you're you're not going to be able to keep taking those hits. Whereas baseball, <laughs> you know, you could potentially still have a long career because it's not as physical. He he in in any of the fights, if I think correctly, he never uses his lower body to fight. He always uses either punching or hitting. So maybe that is a thing. Maybe he maybe he had a a knee, you know, knee give out or hip or something. Yeah, 
Yeah. And April said he just yep. laid there and let her do all the work. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there are wives out there going, well, isn't that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. There's a reason that Jeremy's other podcast is that's my wife my is going name. to kill me. <laughs> Very, true. Very true. All right. That was the only one of my, of my quick takes pertaining to the turtles here. Um, Cause we, I, we hit on all the other ones uh, during oh. the show, but well, there you go. Real quick here, our quick takes on uh, recent movies, TV shows. Uh, so this is like a yay, you know, yay, nay, not watching it, plan on watching it, whatever. Uh, first up, we got Disney's The Bad Batch. You guys watching it, plan on watching it, liking it, hating it. I, I'm neutral. I, don't, I have no plans to watch it, but if I do, neat. Okay. <laughs> Jesse. I'm, I watch it every Friday morning with my mom before work. I call her up in Florida, and we sync up our Disney Plus and watch it, nice. talk about it. And it's one of my uh, weekly, currently weekly, um, YouTube reviews I do on Fridays. There you go. Where, where can nice. we find these YouTube reviews? Um, it's I don't know exactly how it's <laughs> I know if you look up my name, Jesse Arnold, you should be able to find it. Okay. Um, I did recently was able to change it to Esoteric Ramblings, which is what I call the channel. Okay. So now I've changed my name to that. So, um, so Esoteric Ramblings on YouTube. Yep, and I'll put a link down below. I awesome. wanted to give you a plug, uh, Sean. Bad batch. It, I, I'm like Jeremy. I'm indifferent right. on it at this point. If I see it, I do. If I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm planning on watching it, but I kind of want to go watch Clone Wars first, and I put that off for many, many years, so <laughs> I, I'm probably going to get it to it later rather than sooner. But I've heard good things. Uh, yeah. I'll real quick just say um, I watched the, the Clone Wars movie when it came out in 2008. I was like, yep. this is not for me. This is for kids. That's yep. fine. I can walk away from it. Around the time Force Awakens came out, I was really itching for more Star Wars stuff, so I found it. It was still on Netflix at the time. I watched the whole thing through what they had at that point. And the first two seasons are a little rough. It's a little definitely more childish. Yeah. Um, but something happens at the end of season two, early season three, where they're like, oh. And now um, Ahsoka has become one of my all-time favorite characters, not just in Star Wars, yeah, but like of all time. So it, it if you hang in there, it, 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 it is still definitely younger kid folks. Bad Batch is definitely for people who grew up with it. Yeah. And have matured a little bit. It's still got some lighter stuff, but um, if you start it, hang in with it. Gotcha. All right. So I got to watch a whole series, a whole nother series, and read all the IDW comics <laughs> from the past 10 years. Boy, do you got homework. Honey, I'm not taking the kids to anything. <laughs> I hope she didn't actually hear me. <laughs> I'm waiting to see a dive tackle from us. <laughs> Is that your slipper? <laughs> uh, Fast and the Furious 9. Sean. I just saw it today. Okay, Jesse. <laughs> Yay, nay? Um, if you like the other ones... <laughs> There's nothing not to like in it. If you don't like the other ones, you will definitely not like this one. All right. I loved it. It's it's, it's insane. It's completely insane, but I, I like the characters. Um, it's basically a comic book with no one having superpowers. They just have cars. Okay. Sean? 
Um, even though I'm a bald man, I do not live my life a quarter mile at a time. So, uh, yeah, I don't see that being on my viewing list anytime soon at all. (laughs) I will say Jesse had me watch the other ones. And the best part that I found out was, oh, Gal Gadot, who's this? And then all of a sudden she became Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But other than that, I got nothing. So, yeah. All right. Jeremy. I have no desire uh, I, I saw the first one back yeah. when it came out, and I was like, "That that ain't for me." I realize how much it's changed. I I'm aware, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's not something that appeals to me at all. <laughs> I can't I, see Jeremy watching those in any way, shape, yeah, or form. No, I I am in the nay camp as well. I've watched I think three of them, and I'm good at this point. And I've the same thing. I've heard about how it's changed, and None of that appeals to me any more than the first ones. So, yeah. Uh, last one here. Loki. Jeremy, you haven't started one off yet. Oh, I'm watching this. I love it. Yeah? You up to date? Yeah. Oh, All I'm right. up to date, yeah. I'm behind one episode. I'm just throwing that out there. It's, it's, uh, it, I was huge on the um, um, Scarlet Witch and, and Visions. Uh, WandaVision. Wanda Vision. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Love that one. I mean, of course, I love I love them all, but uh, that was my favorite. Now this one is probably taking that. I just love Tom Hiddleston as Loki, dude. Mm-hmm. Just really, really good. So plus, I like the way the story's going. Nice, good stuff, Jesse. Um, yeah, again, absolutely loving it. Syncing up with mom on Wednesdays, watching it. Um, yeah, I really like it. Of course, like Tom Hiddleston, get more of him as Loki. Beautiful, love it. Um, yeah. I'm in for all of it. Excellent. Sean? I've been watching it, and I I love the fact that the uh, the God of Mischief is up against Owen Wilson. Yeah. Out of any person, any actor yes. you could have picked to have being the guy he's going up against. I'm like, this This just it endears the hell out of me. I love it. I love it so much for that reason alone. I I love Owen Wilson. I've liked his movies for a long time, and he is just perfect in this role. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm an episode behind, but that's just because the wife and I we watch all the Disney Plus shows together, and our schedules have not synced up this week at all. Um, Jesse, just because I know the least about you, I'm curious. So your mom, you guys like to watch the shows together. So mm-hmm. is she like a big science fiction fan and st- like? Was she into this stuff and got you into it, or was it vice versa? Yeah, I mean, I'm the youngest of four, or four brothers and a sister, and um, I'm nine years behind the oldest one before me, so I'm, like, tail end of the family. Right. Um, so my, my brothers, they were all older, into Star Wars, all this stuff growing up, and so she would always kind of get into the stuff we were into just to, to have something to talk with us gotcha. about, other than the normal family stuff. And um, I remember growing up, I got into the star Wars books when the Thrawn books were coming out in the nineties. So she was reading them. And then she actually read more of the novels than I ever did. So um, we got into the move when I moved back to the area in 2011. So 10 years ago, we started seeing movies together because we would always go see movies together. Um, But during quarantine last year, um, I, I had her go through and catch up on all the, we walked through all the Marvel movies together that she hadn't seen right? and up to end game. And now we're, we're doing the shows and Mandalorian and all that stuff. So I like it. It's awesome. 
And well, that's kind of where I'm at with my wife now. Like she skipped, like she's seen some of the Marvel movies, but skipped over a lot of them. And now watching these shows, she's like, I need to go back and watch this other stuff. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. I'm curious. So, Sean, your wife's kind of along the same vein, right? Like into it because of you, Jeremy. Same kind of thing, or where they mm. do they have a background before you guys? Or does no, your wife I, even watch Jeremy? I don't. I should ask that. I thought you mentioned she did. I, I would say that a lot of the nerdy stuff that I'm into, has, she it does not appeal to her whatsoever. Okay. Um, she got into some of the stuff because of my absolute obsession. I mean, she's yeah, she's uh, ten years older, so her childhood was a bunch of different things than it would have been. Plus, she's a girl. Right. <laughs> so we didn't have a lot that we could really connect with. So, um, right. But she's been to uh, some of the movies, which usually she just kind of does that. <laughs> like, uh, she'll make fun of it and giggle while me and Lily are like, yeah, this is awesome. But, oh, yeah. Uh, for Lily's sure. my daughter, for those who don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I made her sit through WandaVision and um, Falcon Winter Soldier. But yeah. she has not had to sit through Loki. So okay. Well, even WandaVision had a little bit. I guess what I'm getting at is um, Loki so far has been the hardest for her to wrap her mind around because of the multiverse. I this has been a very interesting subject because for the same reason, like you said, she, Jess would have never gotten into any of this stuff on her own. It just she sees a joy bring me. She wants to watch with me. And she is liking it, but I think Loki might be the one that breaks her with its whole timeline thing. I don't... Have you guys come across that with your significant others? And if so, how... Is there anything I can point her to? I'm kind of looking for a hive mind type of thing. What can I point her to to kind of help get the uh, get the concept to her? Oh, yeah. I would say watch uh, review videos that go into detail and explain <laughs> what everything is. Because that's, ex- that's what I do. Like, I'll watch an episode and I'll be like, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I know I missed a lot of stuff. So right. then I watch, like, review videos by, you know, certain people or whatever. Where they're, you know, 77 Easter eggs in episode three of Loki. Oh, you're like, what? Okay. Oh, I <laughs> I don't even try so, and point out the background stuff to her. I'll be there all day like, oh, yeah, and this was because of, I mean, it was hard, already hard enough for her with WandaVision with the whole, like, and I guess that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's cool for us to see, like, the, the other Pietro come in, but for somebody who's, like, just sitting down and watching WandaVision, it's like, wow, that's a that's a hard entry into this. Like, okay, now i got to explain what happened in, you know, Fox's True. X-Men stuff and what happened in the Avengers stuff and, you know, and like I said, well, Loki only, with all its timelines, it's like, whew. Yeah, the only way anyone is going to understand is if they yeah. watch everything. They watch yeah. all the movies <laughs> and... Yeah. So, uh, I mean... Yeah. And from, from my perspective, there's been geek things that uh, my wife, like, before we met, she actually okay. loved the Ninja Turtles movie. She had a crush on Casey Jones, which she was, a, 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 you know, like a teen because uh, of watching that. Every teenage girl <laughs> should have. And, and, uh, and, and she likes um, a Back to the Future and things along those lines. She got into Walking Dead, and I was like, oh, that was a comic book series. So we watched it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. She liked the Captain America movie. She watched the Avengers movie. She was there opening day with me, almost front row and center watching Avengers, and we were both smiling like crazy people 
watching the whole thing and going, this is amazing and all that. Lucky. <laughs> when, it, when it came to these Disney Plus shows, she wanted to watch WandaVision not because of me wanting to watch it or because of the show itself. She wanted to watch it because our daughter wanted to watch it because she thought Scarlet Witch is one of the coolest characters. And so then she's like, well, then maybe I'll watch it too so that I, I could see what Evan likes about this Scarlet Witch character. And they love that. But I, I never got her to sit down and watch Cap and Winter Soldier. And yeah. I mentioned Loki to her. And I'm like, it's Loki versus Owen Wilson. This is so fun. And she goes, yeah, I'm not watching that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it myself. And and Fair even enough. even my daughter, she she watched the first episode and kind of liked it. But it's not one that she's like, hey, can we watch the next one? And I'm like, I just keep up with that. It is what it is. Right. So. And I guess that's that's one of my... I mean, we all know this next stage of Marvel is, at least at the start, going to lean heavy into the multiverse aspect. Do you guys think that's going to be a hindrance at all? Because, like I said, like, trying to... I guess for us who grew up with comics or even, like, different iterations of characters, like, you know, we always knew. It's like, oh, Mirage Turtles and, you know, uh, animated turtles and movie turtles. And, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, a multiverse. But a lot of the Marvel's success has come from reaching the mainstream audience. Do you guys feel a multiverse is too heavy of a concept for the masses? I don't think so because I think I think they've been so well planned and done with all their other stuff that they're letting these shows go deeper and further than the movies are able to go. Yep. Um, so I think these, especially Loki, is going to lay groundwork for it. And I'm not saying Marvel can't make mistakes, and you know that they won't have a dud at some point. But I think, um, I, I just think they have it planned out really well, and they have a really good grasp of who their characters are. Yeah. That even if you can't explain the science of it, because like we don't, none of us really know how time travel is going to work. No, I have this recurring right. conversation <laughs> with a coworker about Cap returning the stones, but isn't that just like a constant loop then of him taking stone? And I'm like, look, I'm talking with confidence just because like <laughs> I watched Back to the Future and I understood that and tried to explain <laughs> that as a kid. But like, I don't really know. Like, this is all it's all made up. Oh, I'm just absolutely. Like, this is this is what they're telling me. So I'm going to lean on what they're telling me as the through line and just try to stay on that because like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'll do a good job with the movies of making it the spectacle, but reining it in through. Yeah, because they know they're bringing in just the casual folk and stuff right. too. Yeah, they're going to make it a little bit more simple. Mm-hmm. I would say, Cleaner. I think the Pietro thing. I was so disappointed when I saw Evan Peter show up in the episode because I was like, no. No, no, no. I don't want Fox coming into the MCU. Right, right. No. <laughs> yeah. I have very strong feelings about yeah. that if you haven't figured that he, out. He does. But he does. I love that it was almost a meta thing that Wanda was doing to the audience. Yeah. Like us, not even the people oh, watching her. In So, like, I love that twist on it. And I know so many people were mad about it, like, oh, all that for a boner joke. I'm like... No, that's perfect because Boner was a character on uh, Family Ties or whatever. Right, growing yeah. pains. Growing yeah. pains. Growing pains. pains. I'm like, yeah. that was great. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So, 
I agree. I can't wait to see what they come next. And honestly, it's great getting all these shows. Like you said, they can go they can go deeper in these shows. Give us long time fans some stuff we really want, and you know stuff that they would never touch in a movie. Um, I mean, we're living in a golden age right now for all this kind of stuff. So yeah, gotta love it. Love it. Gotta love, love it. it. <laughs> all right, guys. I think we've ran the gamut. We've talked turtles. We've talked other stuff. Um, Want to thank. Jeremy DeWitt for joining us today. Check him out on Podcast is the Universe. My wife is going to kill me. Podcast. Uh, find him on Facebook, uh, probably Instagram, I'm assuming. All that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm out there. He's out there. <laughs> Jesse Arnold, Esoteric Ramblings. Check him out on YouTube. Give him a like, share, subscribe. Uh, Sean Scavarna, thank you for joining us again. He is an amazing artist. Check his stuff out. On Facebook, the artistic geekdom of Sean Scavarna. Hopefully, <laughs> why did I choose that name? <laughs> hopefully, he'll open up to commissions again at some point because I'd love to get some more Scavarna on my walls. As everybody, don't we all? I, I honestly <laughs> think I've never heard that sentence in my life, and I don't know what my wife's going to say about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, we're, thank we're, you. we're getting into my wife is going to kill me territory. A that's bit. right. Sorry, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. Whenever Jeremy's here, he just taints the pool. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you said don't, taint. He don't, said taint. Don't be sorry. We enjoyed it. Um, and for Legends of Grayskull and Off World, I'm Matthew Dooch. Please click those buttons down below. Like, share, subscribe. And as we say on Legends of Grayskull, until next time.